goes to the, the pastry shop and sees Iris. And they go through this five to 10 minute slow motions of him and her circling slowly as he tries to save her. And what did that add to any of the rest of the film? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. And wait, that, so and wait, hold on, hold on. Are you trying to say that Snyder just puts scenes in there just because to be superfluous? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, right? Why would no. you say such a thing? Uh, Who, who's more offensive, yes, yes. Snyder with his slow motion or JJ? At least JJ. Oh, Lord. The, uh, Dude, the, the seeds of lens flare. Dude, the seeds, the sprinkling of the seeds. I was like, we're not even five. All right, hold on, stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Blurred Lines. Your man Cam here with me as always is. Man, I don't even know who I am after watching that thing. I just, you know. I'm trying to make this a real episode, guys. You got to oh, sorry. a normal Jeez. intro. It's Josh. Hi. <laughs> As well as oh my god, I can't even come up with nothing fancy today. <laughs> Listen, as always, I'm Professor D. I am, you know, I my mind has been <laughs> kind of assaulted, but you know, we'll get into that. I'm still capable. How, even, how are we even still functional? You know what? And uh, before I before I begin my mediocre mayo t- uh, takedown. I would like to give a shout out to my Snyder bros who uh, who are oddly silent after this movie has dropped, as well as uh, also silent on my memes, many of them that I've dropped in the chat that says, is this your king? Because it's not <laughs> what we watched was not defensible <laughs> as an actual film, uh, an actual piece of cinematic media. So you know what? Usually- wait, 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 wait. If you haven't noticed, we are actually talking about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon it just against dropped. our will, uh, uh, and we we watch it for y'all, the listening. Oh, wait, wait, so hold on. Let's make sure we have it right. It's Zack Snyder's <laughs> Rebel Moon uh, colon part one colon a child of fire, aka Return of the Empire's New Hope. <laughs> Shout out to me. Thank you. Thank you for quoting BKA. me. I appreciate you. BKA, uh, and I think that's the, the worst that's attempt at Doom, a Doom replicate ever. Oh God. Dude, I think I think we have our with the I didn't even think about it when I said it, but that that is clearly the name of this week's episode. Oh Jesus. The Empire's yeah, New Hope. And we will so, not compare that to Dune in any way, shape, or form. Oh no, 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 except for, you know, obviously Star Wars descends from Doom. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay, okay. So, from Star Wars, a, a, am, I would be remiss to say, is there anything positive from our viewing of Rebel Moon Chapter One? The Empire. Um, there's a small amount. There's a small amount. That's why I'm like, I we can do this, we can do positive early because it's pretty small, and then we can get to the meat of the story. I'm okay with that, and there's a small amount, and and here it goes. So. There are concepts in this attempt at world building that I thought absolutely worked. A one of the examples is uh, what's his name? Charlie. Uh, he plays the scoundrel captain. Uh, oh, Charlie Hoonan. 
Charlie Hoon. Yeah, Charlie Hoon. Hoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Ed Screen. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Because you need yes. the Nazi cap, Nazi admiral. He was good too. Yeah. Yes, he he was good as well. That's one of the things that worked. Um, not necessarily as a villain in the story, but just his performance of what he had in front of him. But um, the other character, I thought the subversion of that trope from Star Wars was cool. Like, yes. You know how he. Uh, the twist of him betraying them and and the motivation for it was was pretty decent. And he had probably one of the only or the fewer the f- lines of dialogue that wasn't just completely stupid. Yeah, or, I, I, or, I was going to say I agree with that because I think the only thing I didn't like about his character was like he was a little too quick to to help. Uh, where like well, even, they all were, yeah, they all were basically. <laughs> but that, but for his character, like say for instance, if he's the Han Solo character in right. Star Wars, we see Han Solo have a have a have a argument with you know the classic scene, blah blah blah. So we get a gist of what his character was. And this yeah. one, we basically see uh Alien give him some money, chit chat, that 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 that. She whoops everybody's ass, and he's like, oh hey, I I can help you guys for some money, cool. And so there was no real like. You, besides him kind of being some type of a scoundrel or something like that, you didn't mm-hmm. really get an understanding or, or gist of like who he actually was, which actually worked out because, you know, he betrays him in the end. So that's that makes it, you know, I guess it works. But yeah, that was my yeah. only. But go ahead. Well, sorry. I agree with you and all of what you just said. And I think one of the other reasons, the biggest reason that it doesn't work when that twist is revealed is you don't care. Yes. Because Exactly. None of the characters have actual or actual characters yep. who are established as people we should care about or yep. invest in. Yep. So that's the good thing about it. Uh, the good thing was that it was a decent concept and he had those kind of sprinkled throughout um, one of the other ones. And I told uh, text Josh about this was the um, the mining planet with the with the um, the spider. No, spider creature oh, woman yeah. Yeah, that was thing where she was yep. Yep. yeah trying to get revenge because yep. they entered her eco her planet's ecosystem they set up shop and now they've destroyed it and she can't procreate and so eventually her species is going to die yeah i thought that was dope and I, it's funny because um the uh you know me i watch my k-dramas and stuff and so mm-hmm. the k-drama i was watching was specifically that it was being set in the 1930s and all these uh traditional korean gods you know the god of tea the god of the pot the god of the water whatever were getting mm-hmm. pushed aside because of the japanese occupation and so mm-hmm. all these yeah. little so all these lesser gods are, are basically complaining to the higher gods like yo man they're fucking taking all our shit like, what are we supposed to do? And they're fighting back and they're starting to like hurt humans and do stuff like that. And so it kind of reminded me of that aspect of it. And I thought that was a nice touch for that. You know, you know, doing they're doing the basic Star Wars shit. Oh, ice planet, you know, uh, fucking air planet, uh, fire planet, whatever. But I like that touch of the spider because I was like, OK, this is actually kind of cool. It gives you a little bit of a meat. You don't really know much about that planet besides people came through and took it over. And then this. Uh, you know, like I said the species was like, "Yo, you guys are fucking up my shit, and I got to do something about it," and that kind of thing. So, in that respect, you don't know anything so. about any of it. <laughs> that's yeah. where it's all, that's <laughs> yeah. where it's all stripped away. Exactly. Like, I I agree with you in in that example. I'm not familiar with that, but that sounds very. Again, the concept is very cool, um, and it works as a narrative uh, uh, basis. But um, you know, I was thinking more that 
it was something that at least was kind of science. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's one thing I'll give star Wars credit for. It's, it's largely fantasy, but they do try to nudge some science into the narrative, even if it's a, a, a large stretch of the laws of physics, but it is a galaxy of far, far away. So, you know, again, that covers everything. And and that's something, another thing, you know, again, we're on the positive stuff. That's all I got. Josh, take it (laughs) it right back around to that other thing I was about to say. So, I mean, if there is one thing that Zack Snyder excels at, it is action set pieces. Um, I feel like visually, like he's, he's always been, if nothing else, a visual artist. And unfortunately, he doesn't know how to tell a story worth a damn around that. But he can, however, stage excellent action sequences. Um, and this is this is no different. This isn't again for for both good and ill. This is not his worst. His, his, this is not his worst work, which is saying a lot. Um, but those action set pieces were no joke. They were, they were just, just great to look at. They're just, they're just great eye candy. If you like, uh, character design, if you like graphic design, uh, if you're, you know, a stunt person who likes to see how things are staged, um, or just geek out like me, you just geek out on all of that, on all of that stuff, sort of, uh, as it all comes together, then, you know, you got your usual money's worth. Well, Josh, can I ask you what specifically, just because I I agree with you about mm-hmm. his visual, uh, I mean, that's what he excels at. But mm-hmm. this was, I didn't think this was like the best example of that. Like, the, oh, no, I, that's what I was saying. This is not. Oh, okay. Okay. At all. I thought you were. Well, no, I meant. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking. Yeah, about this is not his best. Works. No, no. Yeah, I would say. It's good, but yeah. it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't. It's it, not you're, not, you're not. Okay, pulled over. Yeah, you. no, it's nowhere near okay. the best. No, I agree with that. Yeah, so I would 100%. say for me on the positive time, first of all, shout out to the art director and the creative director, the concept mm-hmm. artist and all that. And like production designer. Production designer they probably had a ball like they probably had like that's the one thing i would say for snyder like sucker punch is my is my uh is what i look at and like that's a horrible movie but if you just press mute and let it play in the background it's fucking gorgeous and it's super yeah. fun like it's like it's when I, I was in school when it was when it, when sucker punch dropped and we were talking about this and we were like yo it looked like a, a literally a concept art class is like wet dream They're like hey guys <laughs> can you give me a, a zombie nazis fighting a samurai mech with half naked chicks that have swords plus machine guns in a world that looks like mars go <laughs> yeah and like mm-hmm. and for this one same thing i think that a lot of the concepts they had like i like i actually enjoyed the ships i like the um yeah i like the weaponry solid. the weaponry design was really good the, mm-hmm. the worlds in general were pretty much running the mill you know fantasy stuff nothing too crazy but i like yeah. um they did have a little bit of fun with uh some of the aliens not like the typical hey we just reused orcs from guard from a. Uh, freaking uh lord of the rings but mm-hmm. the um the uh the king whatever what's it called i like his design so i, I think like yeah, visually uh, again the thing, name, leviticus. yeah leviticus yeah so it's like 
you know, the things that Snyder does well, which is like, you know, uh, have like, uh, or let people that are around him run wild when it terms of concepts. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Um, and then I think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that part was like, oh, okay. Cause that's what I was doing. I was like, okay. Like, you know, Anthony Hopkins copped in, got his check, but then the robot actually pretty cool design. Really interesting. We'll, we'll get to that. I like the textures. Yeah. I like the textures of the robot. I thought that was actually cool. Um, mm-hmm. The, the the creatures are pretty generic, uh, running the mill. Hey, let's put a horse and throw a mouse head on it, type of type sure. of thing. But <laughs> I thought that was a horse at first. Yeah, exactly. And then they <laughs> got to the close up, and I was like, oh, yeah. you gotta be kidding. It exactly. looks just like a horse from yeah, a exactly. Hold exactly. on, we'll get there. We'll get there. Like the we'll get to it. Something. Keep that in your pocket. We'll get but, to it. So then, um, but but again, going back to like I said, the concept artists and uh, shout out to them is just like like the spider, the spider lady was awesome. Like you know, we've all seen spider type of uh, um, like monsters and half human, yeah. half spider stuff. But I thought they did a really good job of expanding on that. Some some, some of the types of the um, the legs, how the face was, that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, wow, you guys are actually expanding a little bit more than your typical one. It kind of reminded me of some of the anime stuff inspired and that kind of stuff. But I wasn't mad at it. So I think visually, a lot of the ideas and concepts are really really cool and that was the thing that i took away from from a positive end um that's pretty much where i got <laughs> oh ao positive too ed skirin shout out to him he was oh, ed screen is one of my favorite actors he, I he, to say he had fun man he just had a lot of fun in his role he's like i don't got much did. to work with but let you know what let me just enjoy it while i can yeah, is I, I would say that the best thing in everything he's in. <laughs> he usually is and and i would say that all of the actors for the most part for the most part, were solid with what they were trying to do. I mean, mm-hmm. they, uh, as I said before, every uh, most of those actors, excluding Ray Fisher, <laughs> all <laughs> are, are great in everything else that they're in. <laughs> now, I'll give him credit; he was okay in True Detective. But as I said before. The the whole him marking for Snyder aside, he's not that great an actor in my estimation. Yeah, that, that's a hundred percent correct. I would say, you know what? We'll save Ray Fish for a special uh, section. Um, Why do both of you hate black people? <laughs> <laughs> like support black actors. Um, all right, I'm trying to think of anything well, else positive. In the film. Uh, let me see. Positive. <laughs> I'm trying to think positive, <laughs> positive, positive, positive. Um, so we talked about head screen. Yep. Uh, yep. Concept we art. About the visuals and, visuals and the action sequences. I don't want to reach for try to reach. No, no. I'm just trying to make sure I covered all the bases. Yep. Yeah, I think you covered all the bases because, to be honest, that's really the because I don't know, Josh. You can speak to the audio. It didn't sound that impressive to me. It sounded there was like nothing to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so I thought, I, yeah, nope. so I knew you'd have more insight to that, but nope. yeah, yeah, definitely. Saying, so, to do. From my, from my teaching, I do. yeah, from my teachings of Josh and audio, I was not impressed. No, nope. it was it was running the mill. It wasn't bad, but yeah. it wasn't like, oh my god, I need to watch. I need to watch this over and just listen to it, and not yeah. watch anything. Like, yeah, you know, I had it planned through my Sony, you know, setup, and I was like, this is. Man, I have films from like years and years ago that sound way better. Than this. It was average. Uh, um, it wasn't terrible, but it was just very average. Yes. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, we got all our positives out. Drum was, roll. Uh, hold on. That was a total <laughs> of eight minutes. Good job, fellas. I'm really, I'm really impressed that we covered it. Oh, I can't believe minutes. that. I can't believe <laughs> I gave eight minutes of positive 
<laughs> rhetoric. Discourse. I gave eight minutes. I was a part of eight minutes of positive discourse on the Zack Snyder film. Hey, you know, look this record. It is I, historic. I'm trying to see. I, I consider that it was three of us talking. So divide that by three. <laughs> like, I well, said, I know I said I was a part of a of an eight minute discourse. <laughs> Not that I said spoke the whole eight minutes. Even right, just yeah, being yeah. a part of a discourse that long. Yep. On the positive things from a Zack Snyder's film. Yep. Uh, very, very torn to me. All right. So now, now that we got the, the positives out the way for eight minutes, yeah. <laughs> um, I got to stretch real quick. Take a sip of my water. You know? All right. So now commences the mediocre, mediocre Mayo breakdown. I, for one, would like to give a shout out to all creators of anything in the history of all creation. If this does not inspire you to create without fear (laughs) i don't know what is like like legit like someone gave this dude this amount of budget to make this shit and and then and then try to pass it off as like a major something and you're like wait what and i was like it was when i'm watching it even that first like 30 minutes like just like d'angelo said he was like i know we're not starting on a farm Yeah, it's, it's just it's just the first month, as soon as it opens, you're like, oh my goodness. Like I heard it was derivative. I didn't think it was just like uh, shot shot. And then stripped away of all the the all of the charm the and the the story that oh made God. thing it's deriving work. Like no, geez, no, what? it wasn't on a moisture farm in that <laughs> No. no, what were they farming? Oh, I don't even know. Potatoes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what they were farming. And then, and then when they we got, oh, no, grain. Oh, was grain. It grain. Yeah. It was grain. Okay. And then we got. We did say okay. And then we got our. We got. We got our first. Uh, we got our first slow mo of of the evening. Uh, grain falling down to the ground. Man, <sighs> first of all, and she sniffed it. Yeah, that was a moment to to go. 60 frames per second or whatever. And uh, there was slower. likely a phantom. Uh, he probably, because it's slower than usual, which means he probably yeah, used a phantom camera. He yeah. probably used a phantom camera. Uh, for, so for the listeners, uh, phantom camera is basically like the slowest slow-mo you could possibly ever slow-mo in your entire slow-mo life uh, <laughs> on camera. Um, and it's designed. About how many fancy. frames per second do you know? I don't remember. I haven't used one. I haven't. Uh, done one in post in a long time, but I will tell you while you're talking. Please proceed. Um, but yeah, it was just like, yo, we just started, and the first slow mo I get is fucking seeds on the ground. Word in dirt. That's in dirt. That's how we started. So like, can barely see it with a with a wide shot of probably the worst looking gas giant I've ever seen in oh, uh, in, in any in any depiction of space. I mean, it looked like a, it looked like, that's why I was very disappointed because he's usually good with the, with the visuals, but clearly Netflix was like, okay, you have a budget, but we're not going all the way for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because that looked like a cardboard cutout of, and just a background with uh, like a a soundstage, but then walking across that, 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 that first shot when it was nighttime and you can see that again. It's obvious, obviously a gas giant similar to Saturn with the rings and everything, but 
it didn't look like an actual gas giant in space. Like, I don't know. It just, that visual was off to me. And there was a lot of that. Yo, that shit was wild to me. Cause I'm like, you know, if you're doing a sci-fi, there's a few things you have to kind of get right, no matter what. And that's kind of one of them. (laughs) Yeah. You have to get the space mechanics, right. Or at least make it appear to, to, you know, that's why bar none, the newer, the star Wars TV shows, they might not be great, but the, the, the way that space is shot and the way it looks is a little bit more, is way more palatable than this. You know, like it, it, this was just, this was just like, like I said, it kind of looked like someone who believes they're Picasso trying to paint with crayons. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it looks like. I mean, not even look like, that's what the story was like. That's and what I, watching this film felt like. And it was crazy because I was like, again, if we're going and, you know, I, you know, I, I am a registered uh, Snyder hater. This is 100% true. But I'm also just like, all right, man, prove me wrong. I don't think you know how to tell a story, but I could be wrong. Maybe I just didn't give you a chance. And then 15 minutes in, no, I, I, was, I was right. It's funny because they sped through the things that needed that needed to breathe and yep. then hung on the things that really could have been shorter. Yep. It was the and they showed us nothing. nothing. Yeah. In either in either instance. Oh, and the phantom camera for those who were hanging on for that. Uh uh it's a full acquisition resolution of 4096 by 2304. The camera is capable of recording 24 to 938 frames per second full frame and up to 1,000 frames per second at 4096 by 2160. What is that? Just like not moving? Basically. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? You just like frozen in place and like literally every single molecule on your body. That is very correct. It is 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 hyper detailed and you don't lose, you know, if you try to do uh, slow-mo in in the editing suite, it's it's gonna come out. You're gonna see artifacts. You're gonna see jumps. You're gonna see frame oh, jumps. Yeah, you're gonna see absolutely. all of that stuff, as yeah. you as you both well know. Um, yeah. But if you shoot the camera slow mo, then everything, if, especially with a Phantom, Phantom is like absurdly expensive. Um, their their top of the line newest joint is like ridiculously expensive, whether you buy it or you rent it. Um, but you're doing it because you want things to be that slow. Uh, so to give you this real quick, real quick context, I worked on a show uh, called Flying Anvils uh, for everybody who uh, Flying Anvils fans. Um, I worked on a show called Flying Anvils uh, for this, uh, I think it was Discovery Science. And we shot literal pods of dynamite underneath anvils in hillbilly country somewhere. Uh, shot pods of dynamite set off underneath giant like wily coyote sized anvils uh as a sport that they do in where i forget where where in america where in the deep south they do this um and we shot that we shot that it sounds like it's hokey and stupid until you see it and you see the the shock wave you can see the literal ripple of air as this thing explodes underneath the anvil 
then wow. it's surrounded by smoke and then it rises up majestically through the puff of smoke out of the explosion zone. It's insane. But you could only make this show interesting if you shot it with a phantom camera. It's, it's, it's that slow. It's that slow that it caught the actual disruption of air around wow. the anvil. That's how slow that was, which is why these slow-mos, getting back to, to, to Senor Snyder, um, that's why the slow-mo with like the grains of sand and all this other stuff is so absurdly slow. And what makes it worse is like it doesn't actually help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, like, I was like, I was like, so, so why? To the point, to the point about bringing up the anvil thing, dipping back to that, I didn't think we'd do that. Um, but dipping back to that, it's designed to make th- to make things look dramatic and interesting. There's no reason why a- an anvil flying through the air should be remotely interesting to the average person who does not participate in the sport, except that it looks incredible. And so you're dropping seeds in soil. <laughs> yeah, you again, don't need a phantom those- camera for that. Those two, yeah, exactly. Two things worlds apart. In the other, in in the anvil situation, the when you slow it down, you get to see the awesomeness of the science of the explosion, and mm. and, and and that makes sense to slow it down for that because the human eye cannot catch that. And right, even exactly. if it's even if it's shot, you know, probably at a, at you know sixty frames, it wouldn't catch most of that. So. That's that's definitely that's definitely like, dude, you weren't doing that. You were just having someone pick up grain or pick up some soil and then drop it. Like, yep. how does that elevate? And that narrative? cost him one hundred thirty five thousand dollars for those shots. God damn. It's a one hundred thirty five thousand dollar camera. And then not even not even talking about freaking editing it. So now right. to push through. You know, one of the things I noticed was, of course, you know, we all know that his signature shot, quote unquote, signature is the slow mo, just like Abrams and his uh, lens flare. But like in Rebel Moon, the (laughs) egregiousness of the slow mo was the part where I was like, I don't understand why there's a slow mo right here. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. Like again, Mm -hmm. Justice League freaking the 70 million plus Snyder cut when uh, Wonder Woman is turning around slow-mo and she's doing mm-hmm. all these, like, okay, that makes perfect sense. It's actually cool. Mm-hmm. It makes it dramatic. It's like, oh man, this is dope. I'm like, in it, okay, cool. Here, I'm like, why am I having a slow-mo with seeds? Why am I having a slow-mo with uh, hiding behind a rock? Why am I having a slow-mo <laughs> of going up some stairs? Why am I having this? Like, I, every time I saw a slow-mo, I just kept saying, why? Why do I have to see he thinks he's an artist? Why do we have to have two slow-mo jumps from one place to another in a film that don't make no sense? Are we we long jumping? What are we doing here? None. It made no sense. Uh, And and again, that I didn't know what I was looking at for a good hour and 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I couldn't even make sense of what that he was trying, like everything was so mm. one-dimensional and so generic that, and then if it wasn't gen- generic or one-dimensional, it was underdeveloped or it was just completely, completely silly. I mean, I even I have some of these lines of dialogue uh, that I wanted to 
just kind of throw out there. This is an example of of this this guy's writing, man. Um, you have to, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do, son. Uh, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> it has uh, to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'll just give the one where he's like, uh, oh, no, do as many as you I'm totally BSing. Go ahead. No, I am going to probably only do this, just this one. What, what does this guy say? Oh, the uh, Ray Fisher character says, do not confuse your business with farming with our business of revolution. <laughs> wow! Huh? Who talks like that? Who says that? And and so, then if your business that, is revolution, why did you just bring your whole leadership and your everybody to meet with this random farmer? Yep, I was gonna ask the same thing too. You brought your whole freaking uh, revel- uh the movement, the whole movement came to go see the a farmer. Whole movement, the whole to movement come to see a farmer you. that you admittedly only did business with. Yeah. One time. One time. And it makes no sense because, like, in my mind, I'm like, it would have been different if he was like, oh, shit, what up, farmer? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this is my man. He always helped us out in a pinch. So the least we'd be like, oh, okay, you know the farmer, you trust him. So there's a reason why you would come. Now, I don't. History. Exactly. I I still don't understand why you bring your whole movement to meet up with the farmer, but whatever. But But, to, to the larger, to the larger piece of, how these how this whole ragtag group got assembled oh literally God, yeah, yeah literally it was i was saying i was saying this to d'angelo while he was watching it literally it's like hey hey kim you want to join me like that like i need your help there's this farm is being besieged <laughs> this farm world is being besieged and you know I, I really need you to come along and help cam says nah <sighs> then i say but we really need your help and then cam goes mm, okay okay uh, my Everybody, thing is, it was the same for every character that they encountered. Nah, 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 that's not my bag. I don't do that. You get out of here with that farm business and, you know, revolution and all of that. But we need you. Oh, all right. Well, you know, it's almost like it's like you don't, it's like you're, it's almost like he, he read, uh, he read the Magnificent Seven script, but only the cliff notes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Only the first page. (laughs) Like he only read the character, the cast of characters in the table of content. And then, and then that was enough because that's what what this looked like. (laughs) What's wild is so for, for those who have, we may have talked about this on the show before, but, What's even wilder is this is all derived from a pitch that he made right. to Kathleen Kennedy and company at Lucasfilm for his for a Star Wars film that he had an idea for. And they very wisely said, get get out. <laughs> I don't even see I mean, where the, the I don't even see what the original where was he angling for in terms no, of something original had, for Star Wars. I think it has so it's kind of semi easy to identify. Obviously, Ed Screen is the 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 screen is the uh, the, Sith is the military Sith, governor. The military like yeah, 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 he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's a moth. He's like a somewhere between a moth and an admiral or whatever. Where was um, it? Okay, so when was his? Do you know when it was proposed to be set in the time? Quote I unquote. Know, I didn't commit that time. history timeline. Okay, I'm surprised. Okay, I, I just wanted to check you. I'm surprised I remember what I told you, but you know, it, I mean, it it has all the trappings. Oh, it, it, you know, uh, uh, a desert. Well, desert sort of kind of moon that you can plant things on, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, um, 
you know, like the honor-bound, dull-blade-wielding uh, yep. swordswoman. Yep. Uh, yep. The roguish smuggler. Yep. Take your no, 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 no. I see. I see the parallels. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The parallels. What I, I don't see is a pitch that would have worked for a new Star Wars story. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. If, if there that. was an original story within this movie, and then all those trappings. Then I would say, okay, now I I see the story that he was trying to pitch. But there's nothing. There's just there are just Star Wars tropes and other and trappings tropes and, right. and trappings, and that's worst, it. I mean, the worst part for me was like they could have just ripped off freaking um, uh, Rogue One, and we would have been like, okay, cool, man. Like, <laughs> well, so his, his but his, but as we pointed out before, it seems as though. Uh, Snyder is obsessed with because I I remember there was a quote before I even get to the point I was going to make. There was a quote from him, something along the lines of "It's Star Wars with tits and drugs" or something. Something it was something. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But it was was something. I'm 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 paraphrasing at best. But oh okay. But if you know anything about if you know anything about even the grittiest version of the Star Wars story, it's still about hope. It's still about the kids. Uh, 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 George Lucas's constant refrain to um, to Filoni when he was doing uh, Clone Wars, and even when he went to start doing the live action stuff, was "Do not forget to give the viewer hope." Now that may seem a little hokey, honestly, and it for me it is a little a little goofy and a little hokey, but that is the central through line. For even the darkest of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars movies, Empire Strikes Back is arguably the darkest of the bunch. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, of the originals, anyway. Um, right. You know, Luke gets his hand chopped off. You know, uh, basically Ben has abandoned him. He finds out that Vader's his father. It's like a three-piece meal of just like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And yeah, but it, and also the end, in the in the act structure, that's <laughs> that falls into the second act where it should be the the most toughest time for the protagonist. Sure. And at the end of Empire Strikes Back, uh, Lando and Chewie are off to Tatooine because the plan is we are going to save Han. Hope. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I think that's the thing where it's like the the motivations for even the the just getting the group together. Like again, if they just if they if they just ripped off freaking uh, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, like all the ones that we know that they're ripping off from, if they would have just ripped off a little bit more, it would have made sense. Because then, that like, would imply that he actually knows to do that. <laughs> well, like, also, if this, he had a rip off an actual, again, an actual three act structure that yes, right, and, and, that's, and that's the thing that's missing here is there's nothing here that is a beginning, middle, and end that that makes a that makes enough sense to justify his existence. And there's, and I think the thing there is he, the time and again, I would say probably excluding maybe 300. And I I feel like I'm, I'm reaching because I do actually like 300. Um, I think just about every other movie that he's done, whether it's an adaptation or he's sort of dropping in on a franchise like uh, Superman with Man of Steel each of those movies, the common thread with everything post 300 and an argument could totally be made that even including 300 is 
he gets chunks of the source material right. But his thing is that the constant through line is he gets the, the visual trappings and he gets some of the he gets some of the parts right. But ultimately, minus like Watchmen, there's just no soul to any of these things. And soul feels like one of those one of those amorphous things that creatives say when you want to like, you know, when you when it doesn't have enough zhuzh, it doesn't have enough, you know, it doesn't have enough artifice. It doesn't have enough movement in the in the human moments, in the exposition. It just goes about the business of carrying you from action beat to action beat with no real tether or connective tissue or any sort of anything that makes you give a shit about the characters. Yeah. Like, and, and this is probably in that way, this is the worst example of the worst, best example of him doing that because you don't care about maybe the lead character, maybe uh, Sophia Botello's uh, character. Yeah, I don't care about, her, care about her a little bit. <laughs> I'm saying might, I didn't say definitely. Well, probably the, the average viewer or even the person that wouldn't, that would have a problem with this would still care about her. But honestly, she was, there was a, a, a big part of the opening, like a good 15 minutes where she was gone and there was no reason for her absence or, you know, mm-hmm. again, like the, the scene where, you know, they're trying to establish how bad the mother world soldiers are ended up being just a scene of waste of waste other than the fact that they introduced the robot and and established that mm-hmm. but we don't get any kind of official setup that allows us to understand who these players are why they matter in this world and what is at stake in this situation now there are the stakes are obviously the the dreadnought, which doesn't make a lot of sense because again they defeat the dreadnought and they're celebrating at the end and all that stuff. And I'm like, but yeah, isn't there a whole empire of fleet uh, that that are, can travel intergalactically and get here in like no time and wipe you off? Wipe you, you, know, you know, you know, you know, I see, I see your logic. I, I see your logic, but I think you need to take the win. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess so. Yeah, that's I win. <laughs> well, I would say the other thing too is that's the hope. Hey, yeah, hey. there's the hope. There you <laughs> go. Hey, hey that's yeah, where yeah. it was. Hey, there you go, Josh. That's what it was. That's the hope. He could. He ended it, and and even though, and he still didn't end it with hope because the nope. last thing you see is the villain rising again or what, you know, I'm spoiled. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't want people to watch this. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it out there. Like, as, as, as that, um, but <laughs> it, it was just, you know, there are so many things that you're like, can you just show us something, please? And not, I not, when I say show, I don't mean a flashback. Mm-hmm. Vo exposition. Oh man, so telling much, us exactly so what we're seeing. That. So much of it. Slow motion. So much. Like of that. I, I mean, like show us a scene. Try this on. Show us something. You brought up something. Tell us what it is. You brought up something that's really important to me. Uh, it jumped out at me. Why was Anthony Hopkins in this movie? For a check. It's called pay rent, son. Because so you mentioned the robot earlier. So Anthony Hopkins, since we spoiling recklessly and we don't care because this is just such a ridiculous thing. Um, so Anthony Hopkins voices a a robot that it used to be a combat robot, I think, 
and was deprogrammed or no, 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 it wasn't deprogrammed. Uh, Once the king was killed, uh, all of the robots that are like him basically just was like, all right, well, I'm done. If he's dead, then, you know, whatever. And so they're now uh, service droids, uh, uh, droids. Jesus Christ. Um, They're now service robots um, with but formally with combat assistance, with with combat uh, experience and no, but no longer. And so that robot is voiced by Anthony Hopkins for reasons we cannot fathom. Um, and but the robot does like a single thing that I won't I won't give away. But the robot that oh screw it, I don't care. So the robot, after spending all this after we spend all this time hearing about how the robots, you know, just basically decided they weren't engaging in combat anymore, do suddenly and decide to engage in combat and stop a woman on said invaded planet from being raped. Uh, but also, hey, did we forget just right before that, that it was established that they weren't supposed to be able to fight back. Yes. At all. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, right. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's something right. happened that's right. to so, his programming, I guess. The kind so, of, I yes, know. it was established that they're not supposed that they're, you know, the I guess it's a supposedly like an, a, a really lame nod to Isaac Asimov's rule of robotics. Um, very, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't lame. pay off any in any way, shape, or form. Except that five minutes before that, you get but when you get the information that the robots do are are, are programmed to do no harm to humans or humanoids, he does exactly that and shoots this guy in the head. Yeah, while he's trying to rape uh, this this you know this. Uh, uh, wafy flower girl, a uh, flower girl, farmer girl, uh, who places a, a bed of flowers around his head and treats him nicely after he's been abused by the soldiers that are now occupying. And, and it made it land. weirder. It made it weird because it's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, our heroine steps in and whoops everybody's ass, and we're like, okay, maybe she's the princess. That did you call sense. her a heroine? Heroine. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Like she steps in and she whips everybody's ass and then the robot shows up and I'm like I was thinking he's about to bend the knee be like oh princess it's been so long since I've seen you Mm -hmm. like that would have made sense it would have been derivative but okay fine all right cool (laughs) they established that she wasn't the princess because she told she told she once again she said it out loud flashback exactly she where she tells us and they show us the little girl and and all and her looking at him so throw that out the window. Any, exactly. Any, any mystery or any kind of um, thing that we need to unravel as the audience is gone. Oh, yeah. It was it's automatically like gone. Not even there. In about the first half hour. Yeah. It, yeah. it was so weird because I'm like, okay, you just established this whole world about the king and this princess and this princess is important. She did all these things and she could do blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but don't worry about it. Then somebody that. killed them. Yeah, who, exactly. Who we don't know. Uh, we assume the guy that took over, but he—it doesn't seem like he did it. I guess that's the red herring. It'll be revealed that he that he actually uh, did it. But you know, apparently, the uh, the king and queen and the princess was killed, and then they decide to oh, now that the king is dead. Let's conquer the rest of the galaxy <laughs> in his that. name. In his, in name. his name, yes. It's like, wait, what? Like, complete, I, wait, wait, wait. Complete with a ship called the King's Gaze. Oh, I actually like that. That was cool. That was kind of cool. If the king was still alive, that would have been cooler. There you go. That would have been. Exactly. Yeah. Waiting for someone to say that. Yeah. Yes. If the king was still alive, that would have been a cool name for a ship. 
Yeah. No, he's man that was and, just and the king the was actually played by Carrie Elways. I do. I didn't even peep that until the until the credits. Yeah. I was like, I did. I was like, wait, who is that? And then when I saw the credits, I was like, no way. I thought I was wrong when they showed the young version of him pumping the crowd up. And I was like, wait, no, that wasn't Carrie Elways. But I'm not going back. I got to keep plowing forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna not finish it. Absolutely not. I am not. And so then they show the next scene where he's actually again another flashback. Thankfully, he was talking, so it wasn't it wasn't slow motion, but where he's talking about the daughter and that he felt that she was going to be the hope that saved them all from what we don't know. I guess saved him from himself. I I don't know what the, what what to what I didn't know what to think about any of that at that point. <clears throat> Um, Shall we get to the uh, dreadlocked elephant in the room? (sighs) Josh, you got to you tell it the best of the guy that he's. uh, So I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tee it up. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, our heroes, uh, you know, they're like, hey, we need an army. And then the farmer is like, hey, I know an army. So they go, uh, let me go, let me call my army people. An army. <laughs> so then, they, you know, Ar- oh, then yeah. Ar- <laughs> army shows up and, uh, you know, brother and sister, the, you know, the arms of the rebellion and they got some scrappy mm. soldiers behind them. And they're like, yo, what up, man? What, what you need? He's like, yo, we're trying to save this farm. Hey, we can do that. What you need? Wait, hold no, on. No, no, wait, wait, wait. You have to do it the way that they do it for everybody else. <laughs> no, we are not helping your farm. <laughs> but we really need your help. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> Who amongst he literally you? looks that guy in his eyes. Yes. And they pause for yes. five minutes and he's like, okay. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> who, who amongst you will go die on this uh, thing, this this farm? With on me? this strange farm who, and who, not achieve who, anything. Who, who amongst you? <laughs> who amongst you shall join me in this quest? Uh-oh. I I shall, sir. Someone has to make sure that you come back alive. <laughs> If we make it it through the next scene. If we make it through the next scene. Can we talk, just back up for a second (laughs) and talk about what's the planet name Belt? And and the fact that it's called Belt. Belt. (laughs) The fact fact that the lead protagonist snitched snitched out the the father of the village. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, how do you redeem this guy after that? Because there's no saying, see, this is my problem. Why are they so convinced that this known conquering totalitarian regime will will grant them mercy when it's trying when they land and they show them they got this big ship? So it was like from that point. That was the beginning of characters doing silly things or things that just don't make any sense. But I didn't get mm-hmm. why that happened the way it did. Like it seemed like at the at the very least, the guy would have tried to back him up. Like he just completely like sold him out. Oh, totally folded. Like uh, two, shout out like to Charlie two. Hunnam, uh, yeah. favorite actor of mine who does not get nearly enough work. Yeah. Oh I, no, no, not that scene. I'm talking oh. about in. In the top of the farmer in the beginning, in the farmer scene with Corey Stoll and um, oh. I think his name is Mike Michael. Um, yeah, um, 
I'll look his name up in a second, but he played Dario Naharis on Game of Thrones. No, no, no. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. His, his the character's name was Gunner. Yeah. And yes, for yeah, no reason. I, He's a harvester. For, that's literally it. And he again, he saw he sells out the father of the village. And I was just like, that easy? Like, that's why I was convinced he's gonna he was gonna shoot Cora in the head and paralyze. I was like, yeah, it didn't make no sense. What makes me think this guy? Because he was just, he wasn't even under pressure. Yeah, there's no way that guy could have known that he was lying. Whether he was lying or telling the truth. Now, if he had backed him up, I know, (laughs) I know, I know. I'm just saying. But yeah, work. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we before we proceed, we got to get back to Ray Fisher. Okay, so back to Ray. Yeah, yeah. So first of all. I didn't even realize it was Ray Fish until <laughs> the fighting started. Cause I was uh-huh. like, I was, I literally was like, who this nigga on a dag? Those of you who don't know that reference, you have to watch <laughs> Django. Uh, Django Unchained. <sighs> yeah. And so, and then I was <sighs> kind of like, so then, so then as he's talking more and being just like over the top, like, first of all, you know, Shout out to uh to Glam. The dreads was looking at least decent. I'm not right. gonna say great, yeah. but they were yes. they were yes. solid. They, they were, were possible. Yeah, they were possible. So at least mm-hmm. that part was good. But I was just like, wait, so why are you so extra? And then, <sighs> then I then I started to put two and two together. I'm like, oh, it's Ray Fish. And I was like, oh, and then then everything started to rush. So then I was like, all right, you know what, Ray Fish, props to you. Snyder did good on his promise. He put you in another movie. Great. He did not promise <laughs> but, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. After all he that he did for Snyder, <laughs> this is the right. best he, role he got for him. I'm like, come on, man. This dude is literally probably the reason why that's why Warner Brothers gave you that 70 million to begin with, because he wouldn't shut up about it. He campaigned about it. All right, audience, don't do not pay him the least bit of attention. He did not <laughs> promise him anything. <laughs> He's paying. So, in case everybody's forgotten, Ray Fisher is the one who championed uh, a few things happening uh, around uh, Justice League. Uh, one was uh, castigating Joss Whedon for his behavior, rightfully so. Uh, yes, rightfully so. Rightfully towards, so. Uh, towards towards several of the actors on set, there was some uh, to put it to call it bad behavior is putting it mildly. Uh, he accused him of being racist, amongst other things. Uh, and it was one thing when it was just Ray Fish because he was complaining about a bunch of stuff that was just kind of like, dude, shut up. And then, uh, and then Gal Gadot came out and said that she also had a problem with uh, with Joss Whedon, but she was she basically did what everybody else would do. She went to her agent, she went to uh, the higher ups at WB, demanded a meeting. They sat Joss Whedon down. She said. You know, she repeated, she didn't repeat in the article or the interview what happened, but she told these guys, the, the higher ups, what happened, including and, and her agent. And she was like, Look, if y'all want me on this movie, you can't be doing that straight up. And he was like, Okay. And it was done. And they were cool after that, supposedly. She was like, Look, I just needed, I just needed some things cleared up because I wasn't kosher with, uh, with some of the stuff that was going on. And, I just need I need to know whether or not I'm still working on this because if he keeps doing it, then I'm out. And of well, course, I, well, well, to add to, to the the thing about Ray Fisher, you know, and I joke, but 
there's also the fact that a good chunk of what was cut from Whedon's theatrical release were his scenes. Now, oh, yes, 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 my fault. Yeah. Now, granted, it's hard for me to determine if it was racism or Fisher. <laughs> Well, not even just because he was him. I mean, his performance aside, we're talking about the stuff that Zack Snyder wrote and shot. Right. True. And even though, again, it was it was Cyborg being a key part of the the narrative resolution more than he was in the just in Whedon's cut. And, and, for I the think, kids, and for the kids out there, you only see that in the four hour Christmas Day release Jesus cut Christ. of Justice League. And it's not like it's something that it's something that's spread out over, you know, I think there's an entire chapter devoted to him. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Because there's his origin story where he's a football Parents player. Varsity jacket. Kind of yeah. 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 What yeah. happened to but, his mom before he in the car accident that that had him wind up in his dad's it's a lab. Whole separate movie. Yeah. Yes. Practically. Yeah. It was like a half an hour worth of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I can't say that it's totally racism or if it was just because, again, if I was looking at that monstrosity of what was try- he was trying to pass as a film, I would probably have cut a lot of that as well. But again, he is an auteur, sir. It's hard to know from what, from what. <laughs> Not so, to take us too far away from Ray Fisher in. So, so with that being said, context is important. Yeah. So Ray Fish, you know, he, you know, he grabbed some soldiers. He was like, "Who wants to come with me for the glory?" Blah 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 blah. They all meet up. All right, cool. You know, now we got to go to the next set piece. You know, we're dropping uh, the the our road our our Han Solo light. He drops a. I was, you know what. Blonde Solo, as I'm going to call him. <laughs> he goes, yo, I got to make a pit stop real quick. Now, I mean, so they're like, cool. They go over, they drop him off. And all of a sudden, surprise, it's a it's an ambush. And Blonde Solo sold him out to the to the Empire. And then uh, this is when we get to the farmer part. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Ed Screen. Same thing with him. He comes in. He's like, OK, cool. Let's do a roll call of everyone that's here. And you probably get you get about as much in the roll call of what you've seen as the audience members <laughs> mm-hmm. about each person. Oh, hey, this dude's a prince. Oh, there's a general. Oh, someone Asian chick that's k- killing people because of her kids. Uh, you know, hey, oh, and then they drop the bomb about not drop, but they talk about the other characters find out who our main lead is. Um and who she really is. Who she really is. Even and though so, we've known for a while, and that and that technique would have yes. worked in a Hitchcockian fashion if it had been done in a, in a much more, because we still didn't know enough about her and what that mother world is or yes. what the realm, what yes. the realm, why they're so yep. bad other than yep. their brutality. Like, are they still like, we don't get any information about yes. that empire other than the, the on the surface stuff, what we they look get, like, their weapons. They keep telling us. Yeah, they, they tell, tell they, they tell not show. Like if they would have showed her killing babies or chopping off farmers' heads or something like that, we'd have been like, oh shit, she was a badass. What I wonder what made her like, you know, flip from being uh totally with the empire and then all of a sudden bouncing out. Like that's the thing that they don't really show or even tell us. They're just like, oh, I I I my uh, homeworld got destroyed. He took me in as a daughter, and I'm in my head, I'm like, yo, man, you fucked up. You just left your dad. He raised you and taught you all this cool stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and then and then uh, that was another thing that was derived. I mean, it was so derivative of the the Thanos Gamora scene mm-hmm. uh, storyline mm-hmm. and in um in the MCU Infinity War. I mean, yeah, yeah, in Infinity War, the only thing he didn't do was talk, was speak. Yep. But it was almost the exact same shot for shot. You know, only she had a gun instead of, uh, you know, the knife or whatever and or, or the, the dagger. And, mm-hmm. and you know, his is his was more weirder and almost pedophilic in, in the way of uh, the way he approached her than, than Thanos ever was. with Gamora. Yeah. You got a sense of, of this is someone who sees this this young child as a potential someone that he can mold you mm-hmm. know into uh, a warrior uh he even says it you know I, you got the the fire or i like you know i you I, whatever he said she calls her strong but in this it's just like he just stares at her and then Weird. puts the gun in it up to her and then tries to get her to pull the trigger and when it doesn't work he picks her up and takes her off. It, and she lets Yeah. It's like, and oh, she lets him and oh, kid, I like with zero fear kid. in her, with zero fear that this strange man just placed the gun in my hand and dared me to shoot him only for the gun to be empty. <laughs> but then, like, oh, you know what? He, he placed the gun in my hand and it was empty, but I was down to kill him, but I should go with right. it. Right. <laughs> At least bite his, bite his nose off or they call Punch her him scar in the I thought that Punch when they the established her as scar giver, that when we saw the regent, that he was going to have a scar, and then they yeah. were going to back to that scene. There you go. And show that she fought. You were expecting sense. What is wrong with you? And exactly. Well, you know, it just occurred to me now. Instead of me, I wasn't expecting it. It just occurred to me now that that would have been better because at least that would have, you know, maybe he's going to show in this next film. And again, you got to. If you've committed, got to go through another two hours and then some things might be like, oh, that makes sense. But, you know, that's what that's what's needed. So I want to double back to Ray Fisher again, um, <laughs> because there's one element that we missed. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm just such a big Ray Fisher fan. I can't help myself. <laughs> um, so I knew it. Uh, there's there's yeah, I couldn't hide it, bro. I'm sorry. Um, there's a thing with, I, I couldn't, rec- like, all three of us didn't recognize Ray Fisher immediately. But for me... No, I did. I did. Um, oh, you did? I knew it was him, yeah. Oh, my fault. Okay, speaking from me and Cam, we both didn't recognize it. We didn't watch it together, but we both were just like, this dude look wild familiar. And so for me, it triggered memories of a little-watched and little-known uh, science fiction TV series out of Toronto uh, called Andromeda. And so for those of you who never watched the show, uh, soap opera heartthrob, uh, Keith Hamilton Cobb. Um, young and the Restless Black, or? AKA uh, Black Jesus. Is, he we'll young the, is it Young and the Restless or? Um, I don't General remember Hospital. which. I don't oh, they, remember yeah, which, it's one of those. It's one of the major. It's one of those. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like one of the top tier, like really popular, older uh, science fiction, sh- uh, science fiction, soap opera uh, series. On one of the major, one of the three major networks. I think it was uh, ABC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So he's on this show and he's got long locks and he's just flashing muscles muscles everywhere. And he talks very much the same like how uh, Ray Fisher was talking. uh, (laughs) He he taught, he was with a way slower than I was talking, 
very deliberate when he says something, you know, it's meant to sort of matter because he doesn't talk very much. Um, Pretty Brother, you know, women, there are women that I know that weren't into science fiction that were like, Keith Keith Hamilton Cobb is on what? All right, cool. I guess I'm just staying up. I guess I'm staying up till three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday because that's the only time it came on uh, to watch Keith Hamilton Cobb and his rippling muscles and maybe catch him with his shirt off every now and again, which happened way more than it probably should. <laughs> Man, you're the only person I know that watched Andromeda. I, I am I, the I, only I person know that I know that. that Bro, I'm the only person I know that watched Andromeda. I, but it was a good show until it wasn't anymore. But yeah, and I remember <laughs> it being popular and I remember wanting to watch it. It might have been that time slot as to oh, the reason why I never watched it. Definitely. Definitely. I and the only reason I watched it is because it came on after Deep Space Nine reran, because Deep Space Nine would come on, on a Saturday. And if I didn't catch it on a Saturday, I would watch it on Sunday at like one o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then that came on at like two AM. This is un- right, totally right. irrelevant, but I was also disappointed to know that 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 the show isn't set in the Andromeda Galaxy. <laughs> too easy. That'd be too easy. That'd be way too no. easy. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? It's too easy. But well, that would require a lot of thinking that wasn't going on in the nineties. Nope. With sci-fi, anyway. Nope. Late nineties, early thousands. But yeah, I, you, when you said that, it made sense because that's what he was kind of channeling. But I think that's the other aspect of it that was again even funnier because I'm like. All right, Ray Fish. You know you got a little, you got a little a supporting role in there. You're a, you're a commander. Your name is Commander Blood Axe. First of all, can we talk about can we talk about the name. The names literally are like he asks his kids, "Yo, what should I name these things?" They're like Blood Axe. Like yeah. Like oh, no, God. the sister's name is Devra. Devra. V R A. Devra Blood Axe Commander. Devra Blood Axe. And his Blood name is twins. what was his name? I don't even know. I just knew it was Commander. George. Was I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it and so here he is commanding, you know, a ragtag bunch of no-name rebels. They're all nicely uh uh hand-picked POCs and women and all that good stuff. And so, you know, we 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 fast forward to now we're, we're ambushed. They destroy some of the freaking um the, the rebel dudes get no play because they get killed pretty quick. Um very and then, and then, yeah, they were like the stormtroopers of, of us. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, they got, they got, they got murked really quick. They got murked really they got, quick. Yeah. Uh, and like and, even, even, you keep going. My bad. Cam. Yeah, so I, I got I'll, one I'll, to add to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish the Ray, or the Ray Fish arc. We'll skip over how they get how they get loose because we'll go to that next. But yes. they get loose, and so now they're all fighting and they're doing the thing. And then Ray Fish like sees like, oh snaps, this big gun is taking out all of my people. I got to stop them. So he's like, you know, he does the dramatic like runs and slow motion, slow motion. Slow motion. grabs another spear for some strange reason. And I was like, I thought he was going to do like a javelin throw or some shit. I was like, no, yeah. no, not, 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 yeah. not a javelin throw, because even though we've already had one slow motion jump from one thing to another, we got to have a second one. So this dude goes all scene. the way up freaking does the long jump uh, thing, which I'm like, okay, you know, this is what was in the trailer, you know, whatever. And so he has his javelin, he pierces it through the uh, the gunner's like uh, window, and he misses. And he awesome. misses. <laughs> he misses. Awesome. Oh my God. Did he really do all of that? Snyder, see, that's why I was like, you know, if he had made this parody 
and totally on some space balls ish. This could have worked, but because I'm serious it about like, it, so no, serious <laughs> about it, you're like, oh, he did all of that just to have this guy miss, and that was to my point about. This, and I know he didn't promise Ray Fish anything, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, just right. saying after all of that, this is the best character he could have gotten that film but to be fair, none of the characters really shine in any significant way, so it, you know, to be fair wait, 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 no, no, no. So Cam, finish up, finish up, because there's not much so, more left. So he misses, and so then rightfully so, the gunner takes out a gun and shoots him, so he gets three in the chest and I'm like, oh shit, Ray Fish just got killed and then, of course, he gets the spear up again and kills the gunner. All right, all right, you you, you finished your mission. And then Rayfish dies. And I'm like, wait, that's and, it? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? How long have you told you? him after that? It's like, now we're even. You've been <laughs> <right there>. oh. <laughs> What? Totally sweet. Can anyone round up? Round up. Be generous. How long was he actually on screen? Well, you have to count uh, seven, it seven to eight probably, minutes. It had to be less, maybe, because remember, yeah, probably about that amount. Well, I'm, no, I'm saying seven to eight, eight as well, and that counts as a cameo. He wasn't in the movie very long before he died. He wasn't long. He wasn't. He died in the same scene. Scene he was introduced in. That's a yeah. cameo. Nah, he had he had a scene after because they met them on the planet, left, and then they went to another place, and then he. Oh got my it. bad. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, had, so he had two. He had two from at one least, location to another. Yeah, one location from another. Okay, my so fault. technically is more than a cameo because he appears more than like one slightly. So two scenes. <laughs> yeah, but also his actions have um, impact on. The active narrative or whatever. So yeah, you know, and like you know, but, his sister, his sister's gonna be sad, and then they're gonna that's the revenge it, part, no, blah blah blah. It, but it was, it really but my thing was like, not really, Josh. But you know, <laughs> in, in all in all pretenses, it's got it's supposed to be it's it's a checking off the box. That's what it's it designed yes. to uh, to impact the narrative. But it, it was crazy because like again, instead of so Ray Fish dies. And then the no-name bald head chick is like, oh my God, I'm so sad. All my peoples died. And then the dude was like, I've been there before. Rock with us. Get some revenge. And I'm like, wait, what? Why did the bald head chick survive? And Ray Fish didn't decide. Like, you could have literally switched those characters. And then Ray Fish would be like, oh, that was my that was my girl. She died for the cause. I got now I have a motivation to fucking. No, no, no. He's black. (laughs) What is wrong with you? But you know. Is Whedon was racist and Snyder's not, so you know you oh, can't. So you that. know it doesn't really matter because you know he got two scenes. Jeez. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I just that was let it out, bro. That was a devilish laugh. I have to hear it. You just don't care about anything, and that anything. is from the that is from ten <laughs> minutes in the film. You just don't. There is nothing established that makes you say, oh, I want to invest in it. You don't have any real reason to invest in Cora's story. You don't care about her. And then the fact that she was actually a part of Mother World and contributed to most of whatever the bad, big bad Mother World is, we're still waiting to find out. But um, 
the fact that that it made her even less sympathetic. Now all mm-hmm. of a sudden she's doing the right thing. Why? Just you know, if anything, yeah. she would be more motivated to stay off their radar. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that was the one thing overall in the narrative is it's like I didn't understand why she left the empire in the first place. Like I think they said it sorta, but not really to a point that made you care. And well, so, one like, thing they threw out there plan. was the the <laughs> said the healthcare plan. Yeah, they, <laughs> they said that mother world that mother world caring wasn't hidden right, and she had she would know because she was all the way up there in the highest rank. Yep. Like she's basically the new princess because the region is basically the king and all but name at this point. So it just didn't. And you don't know when she died. Did she leave as a result of the assassination? What's the whole deal with the assassination? Why were they assassinated? What does the government look like? Like, we know they're senators, but how does this, how do they rule? Like, what is, what's going, like, at least with Star Wars, we got about 20 minutes of establishing what the Empire was, what the central conflict was, their rebels, you have they they stole some they stole important information and they need to get it back stakes established right off the bat you know we yeah. we, forgot, we we forgot to to touch on something uh it is coming to me patchworky i'm so sorry but um we forgot when 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 we talked about the spider lady we forgot to talk about the dual wielding uh jedi analog that is with the korean with the korean hat she Can is I mean. ask also why is everyone, all the humans on that planet, of Asian descent? Listen, conclusion and diversity. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like they, they, they're all in that on that one mining planet. Yeah, it didn't yes. kind of make sense about that aspect either. Where I'm like, uh, what? Like, and did I miss something? What happened to this? Is random thoughts now? What happened to the soldier? Oh, nothing. Who was helping them? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. They nothing. just left him on the farm. Yep. And that was yeah, it. Huh? Exactly. That it was. That, <laughs> I was, I was like, just, why didn't they actually take a yeah, warrior one hundred percent from his side exactly. that got some intel yep. about? What? 100%. Like, that was no, my, no, no. My, it, even when they even they established it earlier, right? They're like, yo, right when they come in, that dude looks at the little girl like, oh, hey, this, these are real people. Maybe you should be doing this dumb shit. And then, you know, dude that's a dick does some dicky shit. And the guy was like, yo, man, you shouldn't do that. So you're establishing this soldier as having some type of a morality thing. You're like, okay. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. when the when they try to rape the girl, he's like, yo, man, you shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. So, okay. now him? Exactly. So we spent all this time showing this one soldier being somewhat of a moral dude, and then you don't take him with you? <laughs> so for the viewers, we're talking about the scene, well, a couple of scenes, where uh, once the invaders from the mother world land on the uh, on the farming, farming, on the moisture farming planet, um, uh, there's this one kid who's like, I don't know, a cadet or whatever he is, um, and he's sort of the what seemingly like the moral center of the invaders. Uh, he sees that they're doing things that are cool, and rousting people and roughing them up. And then there's one girl uh, who befriends Anthony Hopkins, uh flower child robot character. Um, uh, and she's so being harassed, she's being harassed even before yeah. the attempted rape scene. So they, yes. he establishes that that was coming. Yes. Uh, but yeah. And it's in that moment where this, this soldier, and I don't think it was established that he was any kind of 
low ranking or he was just young. And again, we don't yes. know enough about their society to know what that means. In right. our world, in that situation, you look at it as like, okay, you just green. You know what I'm saying? It's your first detail or whatever, but none mm-hmm. of that is established. None of it. None of it. And so now you rewind about 15 to 30 seconds and then what Cam just said will make total sense. Yeah, and so but, that's the thing that was so crazy because yeah. I'm like, you're right. If So going back to what D'Angelo said earlier, the farmer snitch over here just got their <laughs> leader killed and he's like, yo, I'll roll with you, no problem. Like, bitch, what? You know you can't come with me. Are you insane? <laughs> yeah. I can't even trust you to keep to not accidentally what? give us up or like accidentally get us. Like, she takes him, not uh, the soldier. Uh, he had a moral center, a moral If nothing property. else, they could have took the soldier to watch the farmer do because I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you needed another. Okay, if you're gonna leave the soldier, then at least establish that he stayed behind to, to help train them, everybody, right? To train people, yep. to help them be at least if they not get caught off guard. No, that would have made we, sense, but he just disappeared. We also left Anthony Hopkins' robot character behind because if he steps out of line, he will shoot him. Yeah. Well, he also ran. No, that he was also... me joking. I, that that makes. Oh, okay. Don't even. I was gonna say, wait, no, no, no. You're taking that seriously. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, okay, it's also okay. too the you know you know you got to save the budget somehow. You can't have that robot everywhere. Um, yeah. But but I think that it again all went to the slow motion. So then now going back to you know now going back to the to the the faux faux Jedi, like not like. One, her character was kind of cool. I like that she had robotic forearms. I like that she had some fire, uh, fire lightsabers. I like yeah. that she they did the traditional Korean hat thing situation for no reason at all. Although that, yeah, that uh, was that was uh, Darth Luke Maul. Yeah, right there, where I, like had the mechanical limb with a dual blade yep. and dressed in dark. Like oh, I yeah. said, she she had some loop going, but she's a good person. So that's Darth Luke Maul. Yeah, and so it, well, again, I it goes, don't know if she's good, bad, or indifferent. But she you, just yeah, we don't. Her name yeah. is outside of what she did for the kid that was kidnapped by the Spider Lady, um, and I think she was paid to do that. Was she not? Uh, it looks like it. Right. Yeah, so I, she's I a mercenary. So. She's a she's an analog for a gray Jedi. You guys just don't get it. Yeah. And then also too, <laughs> you know, going back to all the different characters they assemble, like each character gets a specific amount of screen time. The shirtless dude gets way too much screen time. I'm like, why do we care about this random dude with no shirt that doesn't want to put a shirt on? I don't get it. And then it's like, yeah. and it was, it was just weird. And then, of course, like, then you had the the freaking chimera, uh, bird flying, uh, the Griffin. Thing. The Griffin. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Griffin's kind of cool. Is the Griffin coming with us? No. Oh, no, no, so no. Why no, do no. we even care? <laughs> so no, just to show that establish that the Griffin is now free of 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 the what what those guy? I don't know. Be kind, animals. Be ranchers. kind to animals. That so they were ranchers. That's true. For, for clarification: uh, there's, there's a scene where uh, our uh, shirtless guy, who's shirtless in the entire movie, uh, our shirtless warrior guy, that they really think it's important to gra- drag along on this mis- mishappen adventure. Uh, the, prince, the exile prince. Who's is that? What he is? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's he from <laughs> where. <laughs> Who knows? But apparently, go. all his people are dead. So you take that information and do with it what you will. Continue. I, I'm gonna throw it out the window like I did when I watched it. I guess. 
But uh, yeah, this dude, this dude, um, he basically uh, he basically tames the Griffin, and then we never see the the, the exchange is hey, well I'll let there's a guy who basically is using him as a slave, and so he um, he 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 basically makes a bet that uh, the wager will be if you can tame my Griffin because I haven't been nobody's been able to tame him. I've lost farm hands behind it, and this, this untamable. I'm probably gonna shoot him in the head. Um, if you uh, contain my Griffin, I will let this guy go free. And if so not, you guys are all stay get, here. <laughs> you get the impression. Yeah, he's like, stay here. I'll I'll do it. And then shirtlessly walks over to the Griffin, rides it. You get a great sequence where he's taming this thing, and he gets thrown off, and then lands back, and then comes back on, and finally the thing you know, seems to take a shine to the dude uh, and lets him ride. The griffin lands, he gets off, pets the griffin, and then kills the rancher. The griffin kills the rancher. And we never see that bird for the rest, the, the griffin rather, excuse me, for the rest <laughs> of the bloody movie. The rancher attempts to mount and ride the griffin, but yes. griffin is clearly not on not it. Having it. It's already bonded to it. shirtless guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy, um, I recognize he was one of the Dothraki in the later season of uh, Game oh. of Thrones. Uh, also yeah, that okay, okay. Yeah, so it was like, you know, he's used to those kind of roles because that's that's <laughs> that's what got him into the game. But yeah, he's, he was serious for no reason. His, his, his presence in the story, like all the other characters, was just like copy and paste it in there. You know, we don't He's Tarzan, and we don't know exactly yeah. why he's Tarzan. Yep, one hundred percent. It's all it's all where you get. the Tarzanian people come from. Like yep. we don't we don't yep. get none of that. We don't even get why a flashback. Mother world killed them. Yeah. What was the circumstances? So it's like in the mother world, it's it's shown to be incredibly inept. If this is the situation that allows them to find those rebels, because I mean. If they pull up on the word of a farmer they met the one time, it's easy to trick them and to be like, yo, uh, I got this intel <laughs> on, on the mother world ship and we can we can take it down. Meet yep. us here. Bring bring the heat. Bring everybody. Yo, do it. And it <laughs> it's wild, too, because I'm also just like, again, going back to the bird or the griffin. It's like we did all this. We saw this cool flying and all this other stuff. And then that was it. Did the bird didn't take us to another place or do anything like nope. that? At least the bird didn't like pick the like didn't hop on the ship and they put it somewhere else. Like what? So what was the whole point of this whole situation? Why didn't they just shoot shoot fat dude and take the uh, take the Tarzan prince and keep it moving? Like it didn't make no sense. That scene did not need to happen at all. Yeah, it was just and then so then you have a bunch of secrets on his stuff. You get to Jimon Hunson. And he's uh, a slave I'm again. Really oh, sorry. Um, and, he, his name. He, and he's a slave again, or he's in a gladiator again, or he's a, what? Like he, yeah, like, supposed what? to be like the, the most again. legendary general. But we don't see how, why he's the battle. It? We don't. We, they talk about the battle and they talk about what he did at nausea. Everybody brings it up. But we never, and we get so many flashbacks, but we never get a single flashback of that guy in his battle garment and doing, I bet there's going to be some in the next, in the next part two. 
I bet you there won't be. I'm willing to put money down. I'm willing to put money down that there will not be because Hollywood stays disrespecting Diamond Hunsu in everything that he's in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because of, for as much flashbacks as we got for the Korra character, we got nothing for him. And, and it's like, and it, and it was just one of those things where like, hey man, sober up, we need your help. Why? Because, you know, stuff. All right. Well, well I don't well, want to come with you, but we need you. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, man. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. so again, it's just like you're, you're assembling this ragtag group of people but then you're not giving them enough uh, meat for the care- people to care about why or want to care about them, you know? No, 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 no. They say no first. That's the meat. <laughs> That's the meat. Oh, yeah, then they say it's yes. like, um, you know, it's like <laughs> we we like the, the example of um, you know, when they, they say the no one time, that's supposed to be the resistance, their, their mm-hmm. struggle, or that's supposed to be enough for us to convince that, that these are real not even real individuals. I mean, relatable figure in a yeah. human way. These are in a human helping, way. They are. These are people helping the main protagonist on the hero's journey. Yeah, and, and that, the hero's journey. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. That's the that's the other aspect of it too, right? Just from a base level of hero's journey. Like, wait, what? Is the farmer going on this journey for redemption? Is Cora doing this because of? I'm still not sure. Like. I don't see the motivations for the main for the main uh, two protagonists, and well, then we at least know why why Gunner is doing it because he got he got it's all his fault to begin it's with. It's all yeah. his fault because yep. if he had just been like, "Yo, you don't speak," you know, he speaks for everybody. He's already said said what he said. He done told you not to say nothing. <laughs> yep. Don't go behind him and be like to the to the the technological power that's standing in front of you clearly barely threatening you. Like are these people from Planet Stupid? Like what's going on? Like you, you just can't they don't they they were not at all feel like the way the way any Right thinking related person. human character, whether that be in a fantasy world or in our a fictionalized version of our own world, should react in in human situations because well, well, situations no, no, no. we'll let the work, we'll let our work speak for us. Oh man, that shit was fucking man. hilarious. So there was a scene. Just so we're not just spouting stuff that nobody knows what we're talking about. There's a scene. Where after the father of the village, where uh, Sofia Botello's character is hang- is hiding out, uh, he is killed uh, because he was killed, and um, and so uh, one of the people who they're they're debating what they should do after Ed Screen's character uh, basically says, "All right, so we're going to be back for your entire harvest in say nine weeks." Yeah, sure. Um, we'll come back and, and you better have everything ready or else we're going to hurt. We're going to hurt you. Really badly. Dun, dun, dun. And so they're debating how to go about dealing with this. And there are people who are like, we should fight and like fight with what? We're not warriors. What we should do. It's still, it's listen, at least that, that's probably the realest person. That no, it was, it was logical. I mean, that was the realest person. In all two hours and some change, in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like why? Yeah, this shouldn't even be a debate. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? This is, we ain't soldiers. What's wrong with you? No, 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 no. And so somebody blurts out, "No, we should let our work work first. Once they realize how how valuable we are, we'll give them what they ask for, and they'll have mercy on us." 
His that dad. was the hunter guy. That this was the hunter from the from their village. So that just speaks to you. The guy who's named Gunner like. for no apparent reason because he ain't got no combat sense about him whatsoever. Well, no, Gunner was Gunner. This was a different guy. They all kind of oh. looked alike as well in that village. So. That's um, yeah, weird, that's the other thing I was gonna say. Folks. What was up with the weird Irish slash British, but mostly Irish kind of accents? That was weird. Listen, you don't make you don't ask questions about that sort of thing, right? Eh? <laughs> All right. Like, but then the whole like high fantasy sword and sorcery, you know, village like Lord of the Rings, the the Shire look and all of that stuff was kind of odd as well. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I, like Blonde Solo had an Irish accent, and I didn't understand why. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like Blonde Solo, why? Why are you? Yeah, it was Irish? like a like an Irish South London kind of deal that you just didn't really fully nail down and didn't make sense because he basically just had the accent for reasons. But, yeah, uh, exactly. So he, reasons. But the, the other thing that didn't make sense back on Moisture Farm Planet um, <laughs> is uh, Sophia Botello sees all of this happen, and rather than say, you know what. I'm not going to let this happen to these people. They've been good to me. She goes, you know what? I got to go. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going I'm to yep. leave you people to your own devices. It was nice. Have, it was, I appreciate you having me here. It was nice staying on your nice little moisture farm planet, but you know what? You're going to have to come for yourselves yep. and probably die. But that's not my problem because I'm not getting involved. I gotta yep. go. They're like, I'm and out. Start packing her and it's like, why aren't you getting involved? And when did you come here in the first place? And, why you know it's it, it there was so just one question after the next after after each action. D'Angelo you know, was to drop seeds in a slow motion fashion filmed by a phantom camera. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask silly questions. But yeah. Hey. And so I think and then we got, you know, again, we're like recapping the whole movie, which is hilarious. Um no, now going back to the villains, the one thing I liked about Ed Skirin's character, Skirin, I keep saying Skirin, but it's like Skirin, Skin, Screen, Screen, Screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I liked his character. It was like, one, he didn't have much to go on, but he enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but oh, at least great. he was yeah. like, he didn't phone it in. Yeah. That was, that was, that was cool. And I like that. And I like that he was an actual villain. He was just like, hey, let's talk. All right, you're dead. Hey, let's talk. Okay, you're dead too. <laughs> hey, you know what? We, I'm not going to kill you. Okay, you're dead too. And I was like, thank you. Just give me a good villain that like, yo, he's a bad guy. Like that's he's irredeemable for irredeemable. Yep, 100%. Sake. It was easy. Yeah, yeah he was completely irredeemable. 100%. Yeah. And I was completely fine. And I was like, dope. Perfect. Keep it moving. Um, But then, but then at least he had like, again, single-minded vision of what he wanted. I'm here for the king. I'm doing this, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Not too, not too complicated, but at least he got... It reminded more. me a lot of, of um, Christoph Waltz in Oh, um, yeah. In Glorious mm. Bastard. Glorious like, Bastard. Like, yep. call the way that call character um, was had single-minded in his mission to carry out uh, the Third Reich's will or Hitler's mm-hmm. will. Um, Obviously, that's way done way better, but still the performance and what he brought into it, I could see that being kind of an influence and also movies like um, uh, what's the one with Liam Neeson from the early 90s, uh, Spielberg. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Schindler's List? Schindler's List, yes. Schindler's List, thank you. <laughs> yes. Schindler's, uh, Schindler's List. I have a question. Yeah. 
How the fuck did he survive that fall? <laughs> well, clearly he's an android, yo. But he broke his arm, so I don't know. Both uh, arms. She broke both arms and then kicked him off a floating platform. God knows how many feet in in the air, and he landed on rocks. Well, they all survived uh, a, a dreadnought falling on top of them. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know he what be past dead. But I think it, it should have been incinerated. It, but, but it wasn't established that he's like an androidish type of thing. So that, they, that's they, they, really, they like, showed us him like parts. He was just he yeah. just had like I don't know pockmark giant sized fist sized pockmarks. All over his body. From a big old uh, uh, leech or something, some kind of cephalopoid or something, cephalopod. And uh, yeah, that was all they really showed. That's all they really established. They didn't, the part where he opens his brain and it shows a mechanical. Exactly. That's that's what I I just came completely out of nowhere. Like that was, that was just like Durex Machina, if I ever seen one. That was when you were supposed to find out about it. God. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I said the same thing because I'm like, it it was never it, it was never established that he was any type of robot or android or anything. And all of a sudden at the end, he gets you know, blasted into an astral plane. We're like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird, but kind of cool. And then all of a sudden after that part, they oh, what opened was up that about? Brain. It, it, that was yeah. weird too because it was almost like a astral projection. Which again, I you know I'm all one for astral projections. I think that's kind of cool. But like, see, we all read X Men here. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, it kind of came out of nowhere that like, so we're just magic is involved now. Like, wait, where did this come from? It's like Boba Fett's tank thing. They don't quite explain why the hell he's in the tank. The back to tank. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, Star Wars is the only ones that get away with not explaining it's science. They did not get away with that. Well, I'm saying it has to get away with it somehow. It's it's widely successful. We all still watch it even though it ain't it's not nearly a reflection of real science fiction. I suppose. And be, yeah, I think that's the thing that was so weird. Um, Real science fiction, that's an oxymoron for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and so again, we got all these, it, it, it just keeps, we just keep having all these random things just kind of thrown at the wall, and then later on, they're like, don't worry, we're going to explain it. Yeah. In part two. In, in part, part two. two. And even the so way you have in, to watch it in part two for another two, and, and I bet you that one is going to have a longer runtime. Oh, it, oh, it most certainly is. So, so, Revenge of Scarface. So, I pose this: Do you think no. this could have worked <laughs> as a TV series, limited eight episodes, something to that effect? Sir, if it did he not, had it did hired in the movie, if he hired <laughs> writers to flesh out this sort of outline of a of a world of the universe that he has, that's what I'm saying. Like and. I, you know, every- he could only be involved via uh, executive producer and maybe some story input, but he cannot write or direct anything. Maybe one episode, give him one episode at the beginning of the, of the series and some, some finales, but he can't be involved creatively because anytime he gets involved creatively, again, he's one of those people that has a lot of ideas. 
Yeah. And he doesn't know that he can't tell which is bad and which is not good, which is good, not good. And which is, which is actually good. Well, and also and he you, doesn't have people around him that, that will tell him that clearly tell him the truth about it. And so also let's forget from the credits, he was the DP on this too. Oh God, that's probably why it, yeah. it wasn't. So he directed, wasn't. he DP'd and he was like a, you know, story. He beat the death story. They, they actually yeah, had really? writers. Yeah. 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 I had to look it up. Cause I was, Lord. cause I, I, when I look at the credits, I was just like, what is going on here? So well, I remember that he had mentioned, sorry to cut you off. I remember he mentioned, or he wrote, um, I read that he had said, he had talked about there being like, Thousands of pages of mythology that he wrote, or something. Oh, like that be. I don't believe him. I do not believe that for us. We don't believe <laughs> you. You need more people. Yeah, like if that's what comes from one thousand pages of mythology, then you must have written the same thing over and over and over, over and over. Like you, you literally, you literally got didn't even fill the whole page. You like put a couple paragraphs on each page and then you carry you ran the numbers up. He he, um, he did what we used to do in elementary school. I will not talk in class over and over and over. But sorry, Cam, I cut you off. No, but I, I was going to say, it's like, I think, say for instance, this was, this was turned into eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, first, first episode is the intro introducing Cora. Then, you know, by the end of that episode, that's when um, homie, uh, uh, farmer snitch happens, blah, 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 sets them on their quest. Then second episode is a more fleshed out of them looking for the information so they can get to the general, blah, blah, blah. Meet, they meet blonde, blonde solo. Third episode is, you know, uh, t- Prince Tarzan. Fourth episode is Korean uh, Jedi. Fifth episode oh, you mean is, like, as it's constructed now? Exactly. As, as it's just broken up into. Uh, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I can stop you. I can cut you. At first, I completely misunderstood what you were saying. That's why I had to stop you. To say That's why I said no. Well, while he was talking, because I knew where he was going. Oh, okay. So my nope. bad. I told totally misunderstood. No, it, as it exists, trying to be funny right now. Hell no. Not a, not as anything. Not as a TV series. Not even as a, a short run limited uh, graphic novel of five. Issues or less. Okay. It is, it is, it won't it work. is a two-hour and some change-long skeleton. Yeah, that never has any two hour, on the most. Exactly that. It's it's 120 minutes of a thought, and the thought never went from a thought to an idea, from an idea to a concept, from a concept to something uh, much more uh, specific. It just remained a thought. Yeah, I, like I said, it's. It's just a jumbled mess. And it's almost like, again, if I'm an exec at Netflix and I get this first cut, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Listen, it's one for the meal and one for the real. This is yeah. clearly one for the meal. If I would, so, it, here, so here's a question to, to the both of you, and I'll answer as well. If you were an executive at a company and you knowing that Zack Snyder is a hack, but he will still bring eyeballs to whatever content he makes. Would you stand on the side of integrity and say, absolutely not. You have no home here. Or would you take whatever he gives you knowing that one, it's going to be asked Two, it is however bad it's, it, it is. It's still going to garner eyeballs because there is a segment of society that will watch his films 
like it yeah. and and gather in numbers to see it. As I mean, a depends business on person, which, uh, which one I work, which one I I'm a CEO or exec for. Now Netflix, absolutely, because again, that's streaming numbers for his niche crowd that adds to their their pile. You can't hurt it because they're gonna they're gonna watch it until. Maybe this might be the stru- the the breaking point, according to, to Cam's resp- uh, reception. Maybe you're the the Snyder Bros, you know, just haven't gotten to it yet. But um, yeah, I think yes, uh, I would definitely uh, probably keep. A, I would probably put limits on 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 budgets for him, you know, yeah. and make it like really well, work I, for him. And that's why I would, I would have, I would have greenlit maybe like a six a, a limited series or something like that, but not a freaking two, two yeah, a TV movie. Yeah. yeah a TV I, movie I, yeah, or like sure. give them four, give them a limited series. You get an hour, you get four hours, break it up yeah. however you want. Like some shit. Like give that. you four hours anyway. So you make yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. Me- so it may, it may as well be a, a limited TV event. I was say, he's going to uh, give you four hours eventually. He's going to so give you well four hours anyway. Yeah, so you might as well do it because that's essentially what the Justice League was. It was it was a a limited event. I guess you can't call it a TV movie because it was a theatrical. I don't know. I don't but, really and I'm not talking that. fat just to be talking fat. Like they're going to give him a four hour uh, an extended cut, which yeah. will likely be. An, an additional hour in addition, of crap that got cut out. Yeah. And in addition to the, the part two that's coming. Yes. Yeah. So there's at least there's at least five more hours of this thing probably coming. Stay probably. motivated, Kings. Stay motivated. But the, uh, guess, guess what? Motivated. The next time uh, I'll just be content to listen. <laughs> to yeah. the time. I so, watch that. Uh, I have I have a very strong suggestion What's that, that you're not gonna like. What's that? The trailer is already the teaser is already available for uh Rebel Moon Part Two Scarface. No um, way, it is. So I think we should watch it. I ju- this just occurred to me. Uh, why don't we while while me and uh, D talk non- more nonsense about this thing, Cam? If you could cue it up, why don't we just watch it? It's a teaser, so it'll probably be like ten minutes long if it's a Snyder teaser. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he's doing the, he's doing the marketing now too. Oh, oh it hurts! It hurts. All yeah. right, I'll, let me let me let me pull up this. Oh, so, well, you know, it's like you know, for you the folks that's listening, the people that listen, we have literally pulled this entire two hours apart and gave you exactly what that film is, holding no punches. And I wish we were, because honestly, out of order. completely out of order but it's still and even if we had told it in sequence sequence or chronological order as it happened we had reviewed it scene by scene it would have made the same amount of sense and so (laughs) yeah that's what you that's what you you're working with with him and and i when i went into this i said to myself you know i'm not gonna go in and be like instantly trying to hate this thing i'm gonna Allow him to surprise me. I think one you of you did say that. that yeah, I can confirm you did say that. Yes. And immediately I regretted it because it was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Right off the bat, it's just nothingness. It's like it's like so wait, nihilism. If nihilism was, was thing, a filmmaker, what was the first thing that you? That's terrible. Um, <laughs> what was the, what was the first thing you reacted to? You're like, oh, this is that shit. 
<laughs> oh, the first thing was immediately recognizing that it starts on the farm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Now, I had heard that this thing was derivative, but I didn't think it was so derivative that you just can't even look at it without laughing. Like, <laughs> or without just being like, come on, man. Yep. That's so obvious what you're ripping that from. And it's not even half as good. Not yeah. even close yeah. to it. All right, I got I got yeah. I got yeah. queued on. up, fellas. I got queued up. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get to it, what was your first? What was the first thing that you saw that made you go, oh, "For the love of God"? Uh, oh, slow motion seeds. Same, same. I was cool with everything that happened right up to the seeds. I was like, yep. "All right, you know, at the beginning, we're doing some Star Wars shit. Cool, no problem. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I've already committed this far. Miles just uh-huh. run with it. The moment I saw slow motion seeds, I was like, "All right, let me get my whiskey." <laughs> yeah, it came. It came at a very awkward moment. I'm just like, I. Like, it was weird, and and yeah. so what jumped out at me about that was aside from the obvious, why is this happening? Um, what jumped out at me was, at least for that shot, the lighting was different. He, I think, he eased up on the sepia 300 filter that he had on everything happening on that planet. Like it was regular, it was it was color corrected normally. It was very straight. It was just wild, wildly. It was a wild departure from everything that you'd seen the first I don't know how many ten minutes maybe uh, prior to that it, for no reason. So so he was the DP. Clearly, he made a choice to go yeah. full color uh, without the sepia thing going on, which makes absolutely no blood clot sense. Not but that's the story yeah. of, of his filmmaking. I think again, it's it's nihilism, nihilistic filmmaking. Nothing matters. It's like uh, it's like the Mad Hatter. Uh, if I rule the world, nothing would be what it is because everything isn't what it is. Or whatever that quote. Yeah, is. exactly. <laughs> that quote. Is. <laughs> that's Snyder with the camera. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, you know, let's let's uh we already we already ranted for way longer than uh, um, we've almost ranted for the longer to the length of a Snyder movie. So I just want to put that wow. out there, guys. Wow. <laughs> That's true. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, uh, all right. So we're going to watch uh real quick. Got 2 minutes and uh we'll, <laughs> we'll watch Rebel Moon Part 2: The Revenge of the Scar Giver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's another thing that like, yo wait hold on your name is scar giver but we didn't see who you gave the scars to like what amen like, and they threw it out there in oh like the God. most random moment it wasn't even like they were telling the story like okay like, why not tell the story of of, of ariagne or whatever her name was uh, uh Achilles. Achilles, uh, why not tell the legend and like sh- shadow the face yeah, and all that stuff exactly and, like and like mean, show how brutal she was, 100%. and then it's like establish that about her, and and then you see the scar give the reason she's called scar giver. They just boom. threw it out there. Exactly. Like I'm sorry, her. were the it, two of you were you were the are the two of you requesting sense? <laughs> Is that what, what's happening right now? It's, it's so we've already established that we're insane, so you know we're uh, already uh, expecting uh, demanding a different result. It um, is. It we is. Already the, know. It is the year of our Lord, 2023, and a, like gun, a gun was on the, was on the wall, and nobody shot it. And the shit wow. was, it was annoying. It was wow. annoying. Why wow. didn't I? Why there was no? The gun was on the wall the whole time. Did not shot. shot. I'm 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 upset. I'm incensed. So you know, there was something. There was one little other quirk. Why didn't anyone help 
the the warrior woman when she was fighting the did they establish that like they just sit there and watch like it was like gladiator like, so oh amazing. yeah they're like yeah she got like, i was waiting on that right? to place bets yeah yo this is your job we ain't agreed to do this <laughs> yeah fighting, I, guess I guess so fighting spider people you crazy go ahead finish up lady <laughs> yeah yeah, so but that's that's my my thing. There was the scar giver was like the gun, and then they didn't tell you why. Like she didn't slice nobody, she didn't do like what? Ah, like, no, check on clearly, the gun. I'm just clearly saying, the, I'm just saying gun. it was a check kind of a check off gun. Exactly. Okay. Like they she, never fired it. They never Wait. fired it. They they could have they could have showed a scene of her on different planets giving people scars. Hey, Boom, the scar gun giver. leaves a scar when she fires it at you. That but like stop it. <sighs> Anyways, back to what I was going to do. Rebel Moon Part Two: The Revenge of the Scar Giver. Let's go. It's two minutes. Wow. <laughs> I, told you, sir, and it's two I didn't look minutes. at the time, but I told you. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> Their nightmare is us fighting together to defend something we love. You must know you cannot win. Gather every hunting rifle, every knife, every round of ammunition in the village. The time has come for all that you love. Show them no mercy. You stand between us and annihilation. Tell me what we're trying to achieve here. The same thing as the last time we met. I kill you. Was that dreadnought fly, really flying towards a singularity, towards a towards a black hole, a gigantuan black hole? Uh, I don't know, but you know, if he's standing there and he's talking to you, and you and he asks you what you choose, what you think you're gonna accomplish, and your reply is the same thing I did last time, I'm gonna kill you, but he's standing there alive. Then you did not successfully (laughs) kill him. I almost wanted him to be like, same thing we do every day, Pinky. (laughs) Right. And why and how petty is this empire that they are sending so much resources for this one little shit stain on the edge of, of space that they could easily just send one ship. And take them out if they're okay. They send the ship. Oh, they messed us up. Okay, y'all 
tap the back in line, send no. another ship. Like one it's, ship. Like it's, it's wild, that man. And then and also if, we're getting all the backstory for all the stuff that we were just complaining about. And if, <laughs> I told you there was going to be a scene. You saw him in his armor. You saw because I, I, I know how this dude thinks. Like that's at the third hour. Now we're Snyder, starting to get Snyder, get Snyder whisper. Yeah. And if by chance there's any 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 possibility of you actually uh, any any chance that that this is the planet is way too much trouble. You know what? These are some resourceful bastards. There are only a few of them, but they're resourceful. You know what? It's not worth sending all these resources, no. losing them over and over. So why don't we just blow the planet up? Or let's figure out a different, a different tack. I mean, how hard is it to land somebody in a few people somewhere and take them over from the inside? Like they got like five, five. No, cuts. screw it. Let's go to the nuclear option. Let's just destroy the planet. As well, an that's, an op- that's an option too. The yeah, Alderaan, the, the Alderaan option is always an option. Uh, so I uh, doing the due diligence of looking up the two writers that are his co-writers. Oh, there were writers. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, okay. You know, you got know, you well, got to spread the mediocre. No, you got to spread the mediocre mayo around. You can't just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, one writer, Shay Hatton. His credits include uh, John Wick Chapter 3, Army of the Dead, Army of Thieves, Night Day Shift, John Wick Chapter 4, Rebel Moon, Rebel Moon 2, and Ballerina. So go now. I would be curious to see if that person was the only writer on those John Wick. No, he was not. He was not. He was a team of writers. One One of four, actually. And he probably wasn't the lead writer, probably nope. most likely. And the other dude, uh, la, 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 Kurt Johnston, Stan, mm-hmm. he did, he was the writer on 300 Act of Valor, 300 Rise of the Empire, Atomic Blonde. And then he took a, a sizable break. And now he's on Rebel Moon. Mm. Well, interesting. Yeah. I, <sighs> and, and that's like a track of only writing mostly commercial Hollywood stuff. Yeah, 100%. And all, all commercial so, stuff. The, the, yeah. the second dude, actually, he actually was tapped to do Lost Legion for Warner Brothers, which uh, uh, if you're not really a Legion's, uh, Legion of Superheroes fan, the Lost Legion is actually a cool story. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been an interesting thing within the DCU if they ever bring it back. Um, and he also did an early skip for Aquaman. So basically all stuff that's not good. <laughs> So my thing is, you know, it's um, it, we we now live in a world where the guy who wrote Mortal Kombat is also the guy who wrote Shang Chi, and <sighs> like those are two radically different movies. That I wasn't impressed with different. the with the writing of Shang Chi as much as the direction. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting that that it was like you know an Oscar winning script, but. It's like, you. like leaps it's, and bounds better than anything close to what Mortal Good God Mortal Kombat was yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, so, it was just Mortal Kombat might have been a couple steps above, the, uh, uh, like one step above of uh, Rebel Moon. Only in that, ooh, only in, ooh. only in that, as Re- Mortal Kombat, I think is watchable. Yes, from beginning I, to yes. end. Yes, I will. I, I would say that. Rare I, moment. I vehemently disagree. I, it's watchable. I, I was like, I'm saying if you don't, it's good if you, and not good, but but yeah, 
I would say I, I watched it and like, you know, the main character, which really sucks because that dude that played him, he was the runner up for um, Iron Fist. I remember. He, he was a runner up. He ended up being like the big cast or some shit or something. If you, if, I think if he would have gotten cast, it would not have saved this show, but it would have made it a little bit better because at least he's a martial artist. Um, right. I would say Mortal Kombat, you know, his role was super wooden and kind of just whatever's, but it was fun to see how they put brought to life everything else around it. You, you say that, that like the iron, like the Iron Fist actor was not uh, a, a, a proficient martial artist of the <laughs> highest order. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you Bite go. Bite your tongue. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, it wasn't it was also it also wasn't two hours, though. Like, that's why I said it was it was a watchable romp of a of a, you know, could have been different if you're a Mortal Kombat fan. But if you're going in cold and you're just watching a movie about, you know, warriors with superpowers fighting each other, you know, it's passable. This I don't even see a reason to watch this again. Yeah, that, I mean, you're right. That's a, that's a very good point. They're like, I don't, I would not watch this again, even if you know. And we we watched it specifically for the pod for our our, our listeners out there. You know, saying, only for the bloody pod, <laughs> only for it. Um, and I forgot at least at least several times these guys had to remind me, and then I had to write it down because I kept forgetting, <laughs> and then it finally came to the point where I forgot even after I wrote it down and then someone mentioned it again. I was like, you know what? I have to do it now because if I don't do it now, it has to be in the moment because I'll forget. That's just how far out of mind I was trying to put this movie. And I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised. And I was just everything that I already thought it would be was just confirmed and then doubled down on. You silly. Yeah, I mean, and you know, again, full disclosure before I watched, I watched this on what Christmas Eve. So everything I watched before that, I watched rom coms, I watched some some uh some Christmas movies, I watched uh what else did I watch? I watched uh some K dramas, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Let me finally watch this at the end. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know what K-drama, I don't know if you mentioned it, it's Korean drama, right? Yes, Korean dramas. Yes. I am a a fan of this this genre. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's a a habit I formed almost 10 years ago, and I still do now. But one of the things I love... I'm a fan of Korean horror. The Korean film industry makes some pretty good... good Yeah, man, they out here, man. But one of the things I would say for Korean dramas is they'll tell a complete story from start to finish within like you know, if it's a movie, it's usually pretty tight. But if it's a TV show, they'll do it in the allotted episodes they need, you know, 12 episodes, eight episodes, 24 episodes, whatever. And they'll, they'll you know, they'll meander to do all that. But at the end, you get a, it's it's wrapped up and like very, very rarely do uh, K-dramas get a second season. Usually they're one complete story and then they move on to another complete story. Yeah. Um, beginning, middle, uh, beginning, middle and end. hundred percent. And so, and I, and then one of the things I was, one of the ones I was actually watching today was around a lot of like uh, Korean mythology. And one of the things that was cool, it was a second season of another popular uh, 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 drama and they introduced new characters. And then within that first episode, like the first 20 minutes of the, of the show, the new characters are well-established. You care about them. You're curious about what more about them. How do they connect to the main protagonist? So like within 20 to 25 minutes, you're already like, all right, these characters I already know. These ones I don't know, but I'm already intrigued enough that I want to learn more. 
And I thought for yeah. Rebel Moon, every time a new person popped up, I just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a general feeling because you didn't you again, you weren't given real reasons. And when I say real, I know I'm aware of the irony of using that word in this situation, but I mean relatable more than anything. And because the basis of any story, whether it's set in a fantasy world or it's again, I said it earlier, are set in reality, our fictionalized version of our own reality is how grounded and well uh well the it parallels to real human experience, to the human experience, whether that be uh, 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 the relationships between the relate the complicated relationship between a father and son, or or you know, um, uh, uh, the 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 line of succession in a royal family. Like these are things that happen in our world. They're just happening in this world in a different way. But in order for us to understand it, to connect to it, to care about it, you have to tell us what's going on. He, you know, I always jokingly refer to writers as gods of their story but it's true like when you take a, when you're creating world building and you're you are literally putting every detail making it interconnected giving it rules why because rules help you to tell better stories because it creates obstacles in your story you know when you establish these things and it, it how you establish them varies from writer or storyteller to storyteller and structure to structure. But if that stuff is missing, like it is here, what do you have? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have a very, you have a, you have a huge, uh, you know, storyboard and concept art set piece. That's it. That's basically what you have for two hours with some really, with some good looking actors on screen who in again in other stuff and I'll stop messing with Ray Fisher and other stuff are way better than the way they're used here. And again, just to not mess with Ray Fisher, I was disappointed that that was the best role that um, Zack Snyder had for him. Yeah. In yeah. spite of all of that stuff, yep. that was the best role yep. and the best the best thing he could do. And he dies in that first part. Now, clearly, he's also going to be in the second part because yeah. they'll probably be showing lots of flashbacks. That's probably how he sold them on it. But this this is a it's the same thing for all the characters. They're they're completely hollowed out. They're just there, and their archetypes or caricatures of well known uh, uh, science fiction tropes. Or, or a combination of them. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's just like, and I think that, you, like, say for instance, Ray Fish could have been swapped out for any of the supporting cast, any of them at any time. Like, he could have he could have been the, you know, Prince Tarzan, or he could have been the general, or he could have been, like, they didn't really need to be, like, if, there, if they were going to have him be that role as the commander Blood Axe or whatever, they didn't have to kill him. He could just join the, the group, and then there you go. Like there was not, there didn't, it, there was nothing of his quote unquote sacrifice that added to the story. It was just like, nothing oh, he just went over here. He killed this dude. He got himself killed. Oh man. So now we have this random ball head chick that's going to run with this now. Like, wait, what? But it may, again, it's just every, every decision that they made, made them look a little bit, for lack of a better, uh, obtuse. Let's just say that because 
they that it doesn't make sense that he would sacrifice himself for that moment. Why? Because okay, I get you're upset. You just saw uh, your men, your your um, warriors gunned down without a shot. Like like you know they that's not a a warrior's death. That's like you know them being slaughtered. Um, I get I get that mentality, but also, and this is where the hollowness of 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 the characterization is because. Is this guy who's been the commander of this rebellion for fighting for who knows how the fuck long uh, can't put things in bigger picture moments in the heat of battle? Like you're yep. important. Exactly. You're a gen- you're a general. So why would the general do that action? That was the other thing I was wondering. For too. that reason. Yeah. If exactly. there is no other not nothing else. And that's the only way you can land a blow to the enemy and 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 give the rest of your team uh, a shot at something. Okay. Yeah. You go for it because there's no other way. And that, and that sacrifice will lead to something, but that didn't lead to anything, but the ship for whatever reason, that was the main control that led that allowed the ship to, to, to pivot on the starboard side and crash into the platform. Don't ask questions. (laughs) I guess guess not. I know, right? The laws of of anything don't matter in this situation. Yeah, and I and I think again, I think going back to Josh's earlier point, you're right. I think as an exec, you're like, okay, I know that this dude has a following. I know that people like it. He's already shown us success with Army of the Dead and its sequel, Army of Thieves. I think that's what it was, some shit like that. Um, oh yeah. So I I, I see. That. Yeah, so I see that like by greenlighting this and letting him play in a world and just like trusting the process, quote unquote. Um, they're kind of rolling with it. So they're like, you know what? We're in it for two pictures and let's see what he does. The first one was lackluster. Maybe he brings it home in a second one. I'm not saying he will, but that maybe that is the thinking in terms of green lighting all of this with the budget of it and all that kind of stuff. I can I see that. Doing they that have part. a lot more to, they have more to, they have, because he, this isn't a, it's got a limited theatrical run. Yeah, uh, exactly. They got a lot to gain. And again, in terms of getting the loyalty of the people who, follow him he's got a following and yes yes until they break away from i've called him and people can i don't know if it's enduring or if it's a slight but i've called him the donald trump of of, of hollywood right now (laughs) because he has somehow made himself he made himself into a victim in that situation now granted he was let go in a kind of weird way and it it came off the edge of his daughter's suicide. So I did feel bad the way he was let go. And I, from all accounts, it seems like he's a pretty nice dude and a dude, a good dude to work with. Cause yes. almost all these respected actors legitimately want to work with him. Yeah. They and, all rock with them. They definitely, they definitely all rock with them. And I think that's the thing where it's one of those ones where it's like, I liken it to like, the dancer that is not good, but not horrible, but no one wants to tell them to get how to get better. Because <laughs> they're the nicest person in the world. Yeah, you exactly. Like, you so know you're like, oh, like, I like you, the person, but your, yeah. your creative craft is shit, <laughs> basically. Yeah, but I can't bring myself to crush you that way because, again, you're just like the 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 nicest person in in the in the room, especially in the business like like the motion picture industry where. <laughs> You're having a lot of just media in general where there's not a lot of 
of you there's you have to there you you kind of go off of your your working relationships from from the past right so like the fact that he's people more people want to work with him and his creative sucks but people really don't like working with James Cameron and his stuff usually is like the most celebrated, you know what yeah, I mean? So 100%. Like, or like, a, or, like a, or like a Whedon's a good example too, right? So or like, yeah, or like, like Whedon. Like the Nevers, yeah. the Nevers to me was a really good show. Like it was, it was, it surprised me. I didn't really surprise me too much because I do, I generally enjoy Whedon's like work, but I enjoyed yeah. it. But also Whedon's an asshole. So it's one of those yeah. two things that we can put into our head at the same time. And I think Zack Snyder has that where it's like, he's actually not an asshole. He's actually a pretty cool dude from all accounts, but his work yep. is shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and no, and no, one's told, like, yeah, no one's like, nah, man, this shit ain't cool, bro. <laughs> exactly. And I said it to, I think I might've mentioned it earlier, but I said it to Josh definitely that when I read that Michael uh, Shannon was not going to accept the was not going to reprise his role as Gen, uh, General Zod in the Flash because of what happened went down with Snyder and formerly Warner, Warner Brothers, um, and until Snyder, but Snyder gave him his blessing, and I was like, wow, if Michael, if someone like Michael Shannon again is like saying I'm going to turn down a big check and all that stuff just because you you messed over my guy. I think it speaks about the character of yeah, Zack Snyder. Yeah, so. uh, that's a good point. And I think, yeah. I think that's the other aspect of it too, where I was like, I think my, my disdain is for Zack Snyder, the creator, not Zack Snyder. Yes, creator. absolutely. I want to make, the, let's make that clear. I don't disdain or have anything against Zack Snyder as, uh, as a person or don't want to not see him continue his work. Um, because, we can learn from it, believe it or not, even even with uh, how bad it is. So, you know, I think that the fact that he is uh, uh, seemingly and maybe, you know, we don't know for sure, but it seems like he's a good person with character. I think he'll continue to, to make films and, you know, maybe he will hit. Do that one that returns him to a more watchable form. I mean, Dawn of the Dead, his first Hollywood film is a watchable film. It's yeah. really, it, I actually think it's a really good remake. The only thing is, once again, he we didn't know it at the time, but we know it now. He likes to do too much. Got zombies running. Don't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> they yeah. don't make any sense um, in terms of the physics of it, you know, but, uh, um, but in 300, like Josh said, 300 is a decent movie and a decent adaptation of the source material. Um, and it stood out at a time where he needed it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally true. And I think that's, so I think it's also, that's why I was saying like, th- again, this is a good example for other creators to be like, to keep going because, you know, while this might be mediocre and I don't think it's great, but it, at the very least it's like, Hey, if something that you don't agree with is, you know, this bad, then you might as well keep going about whatever you're working on. <laughs> Right, you know, like keep it moving. You know, you someone someone said, "Hey, I'm going to give you money to make this." So that gives you that should give you a little bit of solace of like, you know what? Maybe my idea is actually pretty good. Yeah, and the person read the script, or at least read what he the treatment, and you know, maybe maybe they had missed their 
their uh their their the renewal of their of their uh of their eyeglass uh prescription uh but <laughs> at the end of the day they read it and they gave him money and they said hey go make this and he went out and he made it and he made it his way and i think now that's that's also a thing that he's gotten to the point where for better or worse he's able to make films the way he's wants to make it and yes again there goes that's- they're not good but at the same time you know it's content and that's what netflix is after yeah exactly and i think that's mm-hmm. another thing i was going to say like to again i don't rock with snyder that way but at least he actually gets to make the shit that he wants to make the way he wants it and i think that that in itself is actually pretty impressive where like someone should have been like nah son but <laughs> but apparently people are like cool with it so he gets to he's like i got this vision and i'm gonna do it and they're like all right man here's some money go ahead and do it but it also <laughs> plays to the whiteness that also plays to the the tragedy it also plays to him being a nice yeah. guy so there's a lot of factors Actually, in there right there's a lot of factors and to be and to be fair he is one of those uh filmmakers from you know generation generation x filmmakers who kind of went a different way than than what the traditional filmmakers were doing in Hollywood at you know when he first when he got his start you know he might have thought he was being innovative turns out it just wasn't telling the story at all just putting visuals up there but at the same time it did now I think about him giving this guy a lot of credit it did uh make him stand out for better or worse. Watchmen wasn't great, but they put him on the map. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, but you're right. It, it was, 300 was, the you know, again, I think Donna Dead is the watchable one. Sucker Punch is fucking horrible. But if you put it on the background on mute, that shit looks amazing. Like I was at a club, so I was at like some bar and it was like a club and there's like tons of people and then Sucker Punch is in the background and I was like, Hey, you know, with no sound, this is actually kind of cool. And you just know a lot of his films have some cult followings at this point where his films are going to be found by people much younger than us years from now. And they're going to be like, oh, this is this is great. We're going to be like, what? But it's the same way that we find movies from the 80s and the 70s and before that, that people that we knew that from the generation is like, oh, that wasn't that great. But we're just like, oh, I think it's I think it's amazing. It's just like it's mm-hmm. I think his films, some of his films will find new life a hundred years from now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or even a hundred years from now. Uh, a century from now. And he and in that point, it'll be a miracle if humanity is even still around. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh What's it called? The um oh crap! I gotta look it up now. But there's a um there's a show with uh, oh Daniel Radcliffe. That's what it is. Uh, Miracle Workers. Mm-hmm. And so in Miracle Workers, uh, it's it's a kind of an anthology show. It's very weird, but it's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And what they do is the first the first season is basically these two angels are helping some some humans. The second season is set in the wild wild west, and it's a whole another story. The third season is in a post apocalyptic future, and one of the only things that survive from that uh, future. Um, in terms of media is Jim Carrey movies. <laughs> and so they like, they do like a play based off of uh, uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. 
That is hilarious. And so that like it's hilarious. but it's but again, it's like I could definitely see that. Oh, that's what it was. The the second season was based off of Oregon Trail, which is a whole nother hilarious thing. But yeah, very funny, dark humor. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of in terms of I mean post-apocalyptic, all of a sudden it's just gonna be nothing but Zack Snyder movies. Okay. Oh, that, um, that's the, the idiocracy come come to to, to prophesy, come yep. to life. To pivot back to a point that you made a minute ago, uh, Cam, about um, being able to sort of sit down and watch uh, Snyder movies with the volume off, you also have to consider that he is a really good visual artist more often than not. Um, And so in that way, you know, in the tradition of, say, a George Lucas, um, who actually does know how to write, despite a lot of guff that he gets for, you know, sometimes... uh, having elementary school dialogue in his stuff at, at the end of the day, you still get to, you still get to where you're going and yep. there, it, it still adheres to a hero's journey. It still adheres to a three act structure in most yep. instances. So, yep. you know, but, but Snyder, but George, so I bring up, bring up George Lucas because George Lucas is a genius level visual artist. He has a team of geniuses working for him who present him with genius level options. And he goes, I like this one, but, move that there, take that other thing off, uh, you know, and make, uh, and, and make sure you do blah, 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 blah. And they go, yes, sir. And they, and they trot off and they give him exactly what he asked for. Um, in that regard, you can kind of see something similar with, uh, with Zack Snyder. He is a terrible writer. Unlike George Lucas, uh, he does not necessarily adhere to a three act structure, but he is a really good visual artist with a team I wouldn't say akin to the industrial light and magics, uh, John Knoll and those other guys um, who are like veteran, who practically invented everything we see on a screen. That's a yeah, visual I mean, effect. Of some sort. Like the, the, the wizards of, of that. Yeah. They, they, there's, there's no, you know, there's no John Knoll stuff happening on that screen, yeah, but, no. but his, but the concept art and the storyboards and the character designs and the production design, they're pretty impressive. When you look at them just from a visual standpoint, oh yeah, it, if and, I, of course, and I'm a huge proponent of his action sequences. You yeah, can say, yeah. you can, we but can, not in there. So that's I'm just going to be clear. Not in Rubber Moon, <laughs> and, that, and a lot of the other stuff. Oh no, yes, but Rubber and, Moon was the one I was very surprised of how of and may, you know, and that's what made me think that maybe Netflix didn't give him an all out budget like that. Oh, he spent it on the slow motion anyway. On the yeah, film. exactly. Uh, and I would say and to, now to wrap us all up. All right. Final words. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't even know what the final word could be, dude. I think I'm just going to leave it to you guys. Just say say what you feel. <laughs> let, wow. let, 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 let what's in your heart come out. <laughs> well, the final word is this. It is not worthy of putting on the rating scale, except that I will say it is not worth your time out of 10. <laughs> uh, and that's and that is my final word for rebel moon colon uh part one colon child of fire <laughs> you know what um i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> um i would I would say um, this movie he was budgeted at $166 million and it oh. looks like it was done for a dollar and 66 cents. 
Uh, well, no, that's impossible because the Phantom costs like a hundred thousand dollars to to rent. But you, you know, know what? Uh, yeah, my final word is: you cannot like someone's creation and still respect them as a person. It's very high-minded of you, sir. You know, I'm trying to turn over leaves. So you know, it's, it's almost 2024, people. We out here. We you know we we evolving. <laughs> But uh, I will still say that this nigga sucks and I will keep mediocre mayo might have to be a t-shirt along with one lamb dialogue. Stay stay tuned for the merch. (laughs) And we're going to send we're going to send Snyder a care package with all those things on it so that he can lay it out and then he'll finally get a light bulb over his head and be like, oh, that's what I'm missing. A line of dialogue. <laughs> so oh. don't tell. Character development. Stakes, um, stakes, stakes. All these oh. things. Right for you. Oh, man. But yeah, Listen, so uh, mean, I, I would like... Return of the Empire's uh, New Hope. That's yes. the name of the episode. Return of the Empire's New Hope. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Um, thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to us for longer than the movie actually is. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> nope, we're right on the nose. It's two hours fourteen minutes. Um, well, now it's a what two hours fifteen minutes. So now there you go. Officially now longer than the um, actual. Now time. we in extended cut territory. Yep, so exactly. Be another. We need another. another yo, hours. give me another. Give me another seventy minutes. Seventy million. I'm a. I'm a rock for another hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so thank you everybody for listening to us rant. I have. I will always talk about mediocre mayo. It's one of my favorite topics. Um, yes, that. Thank you. This is Blurred Lines, and we out. Have a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year.